You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Down the sideline, touchdown! And he looks the other way and it's intercepted! Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Inside the five, Watkins to the end zone. And it's with another touchdown! Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. For the longest time in Kansas City, it was always, when is the other shoe going to drop? When are they going to blow another one? How are the Chiefs going to lose this game? Well, guess what, Kansas City? For the first time in 50 years, your Kansas City Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl. For the first time in franchise history, Your Chiefs are AFC champions. The Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Tennessee Titans 35-24, and they are Miami-bound. Pete Sweeney. Dusty Likens. Jay Binkley, I know you've been waiting a very long time for this moment. Been waiting 46 years, Pete. 50 hours to 50 years right here on 610 Sports Radio. Been waiting almost 50 years for this moment. Been waiting. Seen the Royals do it multiple times. Waited for the Kansas City Chiefs. Pulled out an old picture, Pete. My mom had it, 1973. There I am in a Chiefs hat and jacket. Been waiting for this moment. Is that Pete, it? Do you have pants on or anything? No, they're kind of checkered, 1970s, you know? Checkered? Uh, yeah. The, the original plaid print? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The original plaid print. Oh, my. All those days in St. Joe. The sweating, the fans coming up there to see it. Pat Mahomes guides this team to a Super Bowl. This feels like 14. This feels like 15. This is something special in Kansas City. People have lived and died with this team, Pete. People have flown the banners. They want to change. Seven years ago, January 4th, Andy Reid came to Kansas City, and he flipped this whole organization. They go out and draft Mahomes. This year, they go out and get Spagnola. Now, they're in the Super Bowl. I, I, it's the greatest Chiefs team in my lifetime. I felt that way before we saw this game. But finally, it culminated. They're going to Miami. The Kansas City Chiefs are your AFC champions. If you want to get involved, this show tonight belongs to you. 69306. And you could also call us 913-576-7610. Let's start with Chester. Hello! Here's my shepherd and I shall go to the Super Bowl. My cup runneth over. We've been waiting so long. Raise it up. Don't let it down. Don't let nobody take your crowd. Sure, goodness and mercy. Shall follow me all my football life. And I will dwell with going to the Super Bowl. Don't you know the green pots and the sea waters? I will go to the Super Bowl. Surely, surely, we waited long enough. Don't let no man take your crowd. Oh, 
fist, net for the defense. Shaking the hard and net for the offense. Shaking the executing coaches. Shaking the total team who motivates the motivator. Can they go to the Super Bowl? Because they know they've been waiting long enough. God bless you. Chester. Wow. That's Chester, a sermon, a championship sermon from Chester as your Chiefs win 35-24. It's coming out, man. This has been bottled up in this town for 50 years. Let's hear it. Andy Reid came in 2013, and he was tasked with making this franchise a winner. Over the years, we've seen him do different tweaks. We've seen them say, okay, Alex Smith is not going to do it. We're going to draft one of our own in Patrick Mahomes, who has... The greatest two-year start to a career in NFL history. He changes GM, says goodbye to John Dorsey, promotes Brett Veach, who started as an intern for him in Philadelphia. Bob Sutton was not the answer, so he says goodbye to Bob Sutton. Handpicked Steve Spagnuolo. Andy Reid came into this year, and all of his safety net was gone. And if he didn't get to the Super Bowl, which is no easy task, it would have been considered a failure to me this AFC Championship more than anyone for this franchise belongs to Andy Reid and, of course, belongs to the city of Kansas City. You have to go back to 2012. It was bleak. It was, it was worst, bleak. The worst the, season I've ever seen in Kansas City. Royals, Chiefs, it didn't matter. Not a lead through nine games of the season. Be it compared to the 1927 Buffalo Bison. Fans bought banners. They won a PLE out. You had the Belcher incident. You had Eric Winston calling out the fans. We had Inside Edition up here. It looked bleak. You know what he did? Clark Hunt got rid of Pioli. Not only that, Clark Hunt got an airplane, went to the Philadelphia airport without hiring a GM. And he said, Andy Reid, don't go to Arizona and interview. Because Andy Reid was supposed to go interview for the Arizona Cardinals. But he got on that airplane, and he went up there and said, I'm hiring you. We'll get another GM, but I want you to turn this thing around. And he's done it. Andy Reid's still looking for that elusive Super Bowl. We don't have to preview that game, but just know no matter who comes out of the NFC, According to Las Vegas, your Kansas City Chiefs will be favored. They could have a really good chance. But right now, they are your AFC champions. Let's go back out to the phone lines and talk to you. You, what's up? What's going on, gentlemen? Hello. Headed to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Hey, I was talking to my boys while I was watching the game, and my, my girl's in there sick, but that's okay. We're going to the Super Bowl. I already told her she's good. But I'm telling you, man, I was telling the boys that they don't have to sit through uh, years and years of your Elvis Gerbacks and your Tyler Palcos <laughs> and your and your. Oh man, these names are escaping me right now. But Kyle, we are headed to the Super Bowl, and I told them, 2000 whatever it was when we drafted Patrick Mahomes, that this was coming. And to see this come to fruition right here is amazing. My my boy will never my boys will never have to see that, and it is great. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Thanks, guys. Lamar Hunt Jr. or, or Lamar Hunt Trophy goes to Clark Hunt. It's something he's always wanted. Clark Hunt before the season, he gathered the team around the St. Joe. That's right. And he said, "I want this trophy. I want this Lamar Hunt Trophy." Tired of the Patriots using these things as paperweights. Get the trophy. Go get the Lombardi. And you heard Kelsey this week. It's not about just getting to the Super Bowl. It's winning it. You know how close? We're four quarters from a parade. I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I'm just saying that's how close we are, Pete. This is the first team ever in postseason history to have five yards or five drives, touchdown drives, of 60 yards or more. 
Pat Mahomes still went over 50 yards rushing today. He did something last week that's never been done. 300 yards, five touchdowns, over 50 yards receiving. Accounted for four touchdowns today. What you're seeing is greatness. What you're seeing is a team that keeps defensive coordinators up at night. There's no answer for them. Get them down, doesn't matter. They're going to come back. There is no answer for this offense. I think we've seen in Patrick Mahomes this season, he was hurt for a lot of it. The beginning, the middle, finally toward the end of the year, you said, okay, he's finally healthy again because he's doing things. He's not afraid to run the football. He was your leading rusher today. Eight carries for 53 yards and the touchdown. That 27-yarder will go down because of the magnitude of the stage as one of the greatest plays in NFL history. That changed the game where he was able to run 27 yards Time was ticking. If you don't get at that play, you're probably kicking that field goal. Gave the Chiefs a 21-17 lead, and they never looked back after that, and it's because Mahomes' health was able to improve toward the end of the year, and they are clicking on all cylinders right now. So much to chew from that. And a lot of things is a byproduct of Andy Reid spreading out the defense. He spreads them out. Mahomes runs unabated. They're not calculated running plays by the quarterback. He's being able to run because Andy Reid is spreading out of the defense so much. But so I had a caller this week, Pete, and he said, who's going to be the leading rusher? I said, probably Mahomes. Yeah. Pete, this was a guy, you and I looked at each other, when he's on the ground in Denver, we get the report, dislocated kneecap, all these expectations of this team. Don't give me Matty Moore. He wasn't going to take you here. He wasn't going to take you to the promised land. Right. But all seemed bleak on that field. He waves off the cart, stands there waiting for his teammates at the end of the game, shows that toughness, Wins the locker room even more than he already had it. Showed that toughness, and he's got this. And then you have the national media. You always talk about Lamar Jackson. Samar's year, MVP. Oh, Deshaun Watson's the next coming. And then, boom, Pat Mahomes. He didn't have the numbers he did last year, but he's better than he was last year. Kansas City, this night belongs to you. We want you to get involved. 69306 is our text line, 913-576-7610. Let's go to Dan in KCK. What's up, Dan? After 50 years, we're going to the Super Bowl. How about that? But Florence by Mahomes and what well, well, a defensive stop by how to stop Derrick Henry. And you know what the Titans did? They, they Before the game, they were on the 50-yard line mocking the Chiefs, and I think that really fired the Chiefs up. We're going to win the championship. I'm ready for the parade. Take care of yourself, guys. Thanks, Dan. Let's go out to Udo. Udo, what's on your mind? Hey, this is Udo, man. I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Oh, my goodness. I am elated. I don't know what to say, man. Chester got me hyped. And <laughs> we're going to the Super Bowl, and we're winning this, man. Y'all take care. Go Chiefs team. <laughs> Thank you for the calls. Continue. DJ, what's going on? Hello, gentlemen. My favorite player, Prince and Jay Binkley. Y'all got to pardon me, man. I'm a bit emotional right now, and here's why. I'm, uh, I'm 38 years old. I'm originally from uh, Los Angeles, California. I live in Arizona now. I started watching uh, the Chiefs when I was eight years old. My grandfather's a diehard Raiders fan, and my favorite color was always red. So I started rooting for the red team, and the first team I ever saw play was the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we've had some um, some disparaging years, man, over the years. I can just remember, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of teams that we had that it, it seemed like we could do it, but we never did it, whatever the case may be. Um, I didn't think that we would ever even make a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Um, to see something like this, man, you know, this is this is the reason why I engage in sports. I don't know about anybody else, man. This is the reason why I engage in sports, because you feel like you're a part of something. 
and this right here, what we're seeing and what we're doing, we're officially Super Bowl contenders with Patrick Mahomes as our quarterback. And that feels so great to say at this point. It's no longer, okay, the playoff team. This is, as long as we got Patrick Mahomes, we're competing for Super Bowls. The fact that we're going to Miami right now is a big deal. I am very, very grateful to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I'm going to be at my barbershop all seven days throughout this week with Chiefs banners and, and, and everything that I can, all kinds of Chiefs memorabilia, rubbing it in all the Cowboys fan faces. It's like three Patriots fans that work there. It's even a Green Bay Packers fan that uh, works there, too. I'm going to be on his head, too, as well. <laughs> Okay, and Plaid Prince, Jay Binkley, I'm a fan of you guys as well. I do my best every week to call in and listen to you guys. Like I said, I listen to the pod on Spotify. I love uh, the, what's the guy, C-Dot, uh, yeah. what y'all call him, uh, Rant Swanson, <laughs> um, uh, the guy that sounds like he's doing the pod in his bathroom. I think his name is uh, Matty Lane or whatever it is. <laughs> Everybody does a great job, man. I'm going to continue this whole trend. Thank you, guys, for giving me an opportunity to vent. How about those Chiefs? <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Great call, DJ. Great having you all year listening to the deal. But, Pete, I mean, just the game planning by the Chiefs team and this resiliency of getting themselves down. Again, they're the only ones that can beat themselves. Once they get on a roll, we saw the seven straight touchdowns last week, the eight straight scoring drives. This week was about the five drives over 60 yards. It's never been done in the postseason. That's what it's been about. You're seeing things you've never seen before. This is literally a career day offense doing things that we're not used to. And impressive, too. And we still haven't seen them all put it all together. Offense, defense, and special teams. We're still waiting for that. Maybe that's Miami. Impressive, too, in the sense that, once again, we wanted the Chiefs to get out to a fast start, and they were down 10 points in this game. And this team's relentless. They They don't die. They don't quit. And they found a way to get it done today. That's the Raiders. Dusty just let me know he has Patrick Mahomes on the field shortly after the game. Cheers of joy on the sideline as they're able to take this team back to the Super Bowl, especially after last year's loss. Can you even describe the feeling right now? Uh, I mean, it's amazing. It really is. Uh, to be here, be a part of Chiefs Kingdom, be able to do it in Arrowhead. These people deserve it. And uh, we're not done yet. We're, we're going to get it. And how to do this for your coach, Andy Reid, who has the chance to finally win his first Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's awesome. We, we go out there every single day, and you see Coach Reid and how much work he puts in, and uh, it, it transfers to this whole entire team, and we're going to go out there and, and take advantage of every day we get to that Super Bowl, and then we're going to go out there and play our best football. Can't let you go without talking about that 27-yard touchdown scramble, which really flipped the switch, and then you talk about all the weapons, but your legs were the weapons today. How do you make it look so easy? Every single time you get on the field. Best quarterback in the National Football League right here, baby. And he shows it every time. I'm going to be, baby. I love you. No, it, 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 it's awesome. Like you said, I have these weapons. And uh, when the, when they're getting double teamed and, and there's only three men rushing, the offensive line is blocking their tail off. It gives me room where I can run. And so uh, I'm lucky to be a part of this team, be, be here with all these guys, and uh, it makes my job a lot easier. Congratulations. Enjoy it. Good luck in Miami. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. That sound courtesy of CBS, Patrick Mahomes on the field with Tracy Wolfson shortly after this 
monumental win for this franchise. A long time coming. There's a lot of people that are going to be feeling the emotion of that tonight. Not only that, Andy Reid's on the stage now. He just he just submitted himself in Canton, Ohio. Win it or not win it, he submitted himself. He's taken two teams now to the Super Bowl. Not only that, this is was his ninth playoff game for the Chiefs. If you can believe that, Andy Reid's already been the nine playoff games. Sits four and five in those games, but you got to lose in the playoffs. If you don't win the whole thing, you're going to lose. But the fact that he's had nine playoff games since 2012 shows you what Andy Reid's done to this the city, the hopes of the city, this team. To me, what Andy Reid is, is is just a keeper of the game and respects the game, respects all the people that came before him, Steady respects him. people that came after him, and is just a player's coach, a coach's coach. And again, I think that goes back to what you were saying in 2012, 2013, early on. He wouldn't, Clark Hunt I'm talking about, wouldn't let Andy Reid get off that plane. And why was it? It was because you change a team from what was an embarrassment to a definition of excellence. And he's been able to make the playoffs all the years but one, which it's so hard to make the playoffs in the National Football League. Obviously so hard to win an AFC title and advance to a Super Bowl. They finally accomplished that tonight. A lot of people talking about extensions. How about one for Big Red? He signed through 2021. How about giving him an extension? But all these great fans, man, this town has always poured. They've always had the red, Pete. They were always ready for Red Friday. They didn't have any reward at the end of the tunnel. They just weren't getting there. Kansas City watched the Super Bowl. Always top five in ratings watching the Super Bowl. Now their own team is there. Get ready for Kansas City being number one in the ratings. Not only in this game, they're going to be off the charts, but the Super Bowl as well. If you've been a fan of the Chiefs for a long time, if you've been a fan of the Chiefs for a short while, if you're excited tonight, we want you to get involved with the show. It's the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, 913-576-7610. Let's turn it over to Big T. Big T, what's up? Hey, man. Hey, take my hat off. Hey, you guys. Great show. Way to go, Kansas City Chiefs fans. I take my hat off to them showing up to, uh, and, and rooting them on and being loud and being proud. The 50 years rubbing that dust off. I was a five-year-old little kid when we won it back in the day. I saw Lenny, you know, remember Lenny Cool and, and Willie and Willie Near and, and Otis Taylor and all that. But, man, we got the Pat Mahomes. That guy, he, that was the greatest play uh, of the year, you guys, when he ran the ball. That guy is electrifying. This, this, this is a Super Bowl caliber offense that is headed to the Super Bowl. It's firing on all cylinders. They can't be stopped. This is a great, great team. Andy Reid, take my hat off to him. He's headed to the Hall of Fame. I don't think anybody could beat us, you guys. I think we're destined to win this game. Uh, Patty Cakes, man, that guy, he is smooth. He is silk. He is ice in his veins. Nothing bothers him. We're going all the way. Jump aboard the train. Let's go, Kansas City Chiefs. Way to go. Bringing that victory home. That uh, Lamar Hunt, or Clark Hunt, raising that trophy for his Dad, that makes you proud. Makes you loud. Right, root for them Chiefs. Wear your red. Show up proud. It's so hard to get there. You right, you guys. Keep it rolling. Let's go Super Bowl. Choo 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 choo. choo, choo. There you go, Big T, with the call. The Chiefs heading to Miami to play the winner of this NFC game. It's going to be the 49ers taking on the Green Bay Packers. And as I've said already, if you believe in spreads, if you follow them, the Chiefs will be favored no matter what because they are and we're coming into the day as the Super Bowl favorites, just a matter of who they play and, and how many points they'll be favored. So your team is the team that a lot of people think are going to be able to do this thing, but tonight is tonight and they are your AFC champions. Get used to it because this is going to be the decade of Mahomes. With Andy Reid's dominance over this division, you're looking at four to six wins just in the division. You're looking at the Chiefs having home field advantage a lot in the next 10 years. Get used to it. How cool was it? Bobby Bell, 
handing that Lamar Hunt trophy to Clark Hunt. That's two generations coming together. Bobby Bell, part of that 69 team that won in 1970. Six members of that defense with Bobby Bell in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Ten overall from that team. It was an unbelievable team, but to kind of the generations. It reminds me of George Bretton Company, you know, celebrating the 15 Royals. You know, two generations. You know, now they're not just a, and they got one more to go. They got one more to go, but yeah. the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. And now you don't have to talk, well, hey, what was the Super Bowl like? You can talk to these guys about it. Let's go back to Arrowhead for the Lamar Hunt Trophy presentation. Andy, when you're around the league and you find out the respect and downright affection people have for you all across the NFL, can you now tell us a little bit what it feels like to know that there's so many people thrilled for you to see you going back? The Hunt family brought you here to go to the Super Bowl, and you're going back again. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, it's all, what a great city. Um, I mean, I can't say enough. The words, I don't have words for it. But these fans are unbelievable. The Hunt family is incredible. And Clark, running this football team, has done an unbelievable job with Brett Veach and all these guys that are out here. I mean, I wish I could get them all up on this stand here. But uh, listen, we love every minute of this and we appreciate every minute of this, but it's not done. It's not done. Andy, congratulations. You're the ASC champs. Thank you, Jim. You're the best. Oh, but it gets better. Patrick Mahomes. Why don't you pass that around? Get your hands on it. Thank you. Over to Tyron, Travis to his left. You've been saying it all year long, Pat, about how you waited a year for this. You started thinking about this very day a year ago at this time, and now it's here. You pulled it off. What does this feel like for you? Yeah, I mean, there's no words. Uh, to be here with my teammates, my coaches, everyone a part of this organization, and uh, most importantly, Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, we got to do it back at home. And uh, I just want to say, we brought, we brought the Lamar Hunt Trophy back home. You know, What's, what's really kind of a cool thing is here you were with injuries, with an ankle, a dislocated knee, and today a big part of the equation is you not only beat them with your arm, almost 300 yards and three touchdown passes, you led the team in rushing for the second straight week, and you had one of the all-time epic touchdown runs by a quarterback in a championship game. I called it out of this world. How did you do that right before the half from 27 yards out? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is my teammates. Uh, the offensive line blocking for me. They were playing a little double coverage. They're doubling all these guys we have running, and uh, it opened up. And I just ran it and uh, got some good blocking there at the end and uh, found a way to get in that end zone. Hey, Tyron, Travis, just uh, congratulations. You said you'd be crying maybe walking off the field, but I just want to say we're heading back uh, to the set. But congratulations to you both. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll tell you what. It's been seven years coming, baby. I learned one thing since I've been here. You got to fight for your right <laughs> That play by Mahomes, that line right there, those are two things you're going to remember forever. That sound courtesy of CBS. The Chiefs. 
Win 35 to 24. They are your AFC champions. We want you to get involved. 913 576 7610. We'll be right back on the Arrowhead Pride Post Game. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jade Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Chiefs win 35 to 24. They are your AFC champion. Kansas City Chiefs, you're not going to get tired of saying that, Jay. I probably buried the lead here because starting right now, about 20 minutes or so ago, we begin 50 hours for the 50 years it's taken for the Chiefs to win the AFC Championship. For the next 50 hours on 610 Sports Radio, we will be talking about your Kansas City Chiefs. So you're not going to want to go anywhere else Jay, I see you texting over there. You're talking to friends, your your family. This has got to this has got to be a special moment. Oh man, this is this is the best. I mean, you, you live in this that and die with this team. You know the ups, the downs, getting right. to the postseason. My voice still doesn't come back from last week from that 24. Because <laughs> you've been smoking cigarettes. No, it's not gonna happen. Ripping Here's heaters. Here's the thing: yeah, you all remember Super Bowl one, right? Lynn Dawson, the cigarette, the Fresca. Pat Mahomes, the Stogie, like Joe Burrow down in LSU. Pat Mahomes at Stogie, the people go nuts. I'd be in every living room. Every one of them. This night belongs to you, the Kansas City Chiefs fans, 913 576 Let's go out to Denver. How you doing? Hey, Pete. Hey, Jay. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Calling from Santa Cruz, California. What a game. What a way to finish the regular season in the playoffs. Hey, I want to give my game ball to Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, 250-pound, four running back out of Alabama, carrying the Tennessee Titans all the way in the end zone on his back. Mahomes, baby. What a run. Dude, my lame ball for the game goes to Kansas City Chiefs first quarter football. That gives me a freaking <laughs> heart attack every single time, every single game. But you know what? You my were probably calmer this week. Let's be honest. Were you calmer this week because of what happened last week? A little bit. When I was last week, I was up in San Francisco at the Chiefs bar with like 150 fans, and it was like a funeral in there. Like, like Mahomes had died or something. It was weird. And we came back, and it was epic. This week, this week I was at home alone. My wife went to the late service at church because she knew I'd be a little too intense. And <laughs> it was good. She came in. I was jumping around. By the time she got home, we were already up. So, hey, a big apology I owe to Damian Williams. Damian, you're like. The cool stepdad that the mom is dating after Kareem Hunt got divorced, and you you want to hang out with us, but we still want our old dad back. And we, but man, you you've shown up and you've really proved yourself these last two days. Thanks, Damian Williams. Thanks, Dan Sorensen. Never believed in you. You guys are balling out. Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Let's go, Chiefs! Well, there you go. That's a good call from Denver. Thank you for calling. You know, big Dan Sorensen, Dirty Dan hit that. I remember Ryan Clark? I think went on the drive this week uh, from ESPN. Since somebody's got to be that sacrificial lamb. Yeah, everybody says it's gonna be Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan coming up and making a big hit. That those two defensive plays in in the second half. One was at the end of the third quarter. Was the Dan Sorensen on third down, stonewalling Ryan Tannehill toward the right side of where the the first down marker was. If you're looking toward the defense, and that was where Rashad Fenton was was run over by Tannehill. I thought it was especially, I think, fitting for. Daniel Sorensen to step up in that spot. And then the next possession at the beginning of the fourth quarter where 
Tano Passanio, another one of these stories for the Kansas City Chiefs. We ra- we wrote Passanio off probably in training camp. We said, okay, Steve Spagnolo comes in. Passanio is a Dorsey guy. This guy is going to be gone, and he's become such a reliable player for the Chiefs. A huge sack in this fourth quarter. And the one thing about Spags is when he came in, you know, got a new coaching staff, eight new faces, but you just had to find the right fit. Even Hitchens talked about this in OTAs. Guys aren't thinking as much. They're just going out and make plays. They don't have this this thing in the back of their mind where they're supposed to be. They're worried about themselves. Then you need the right guys to facilitate the message. You need the dogs like Frank Clark. You need guys like the Honey Badger to instill on this team. Be a leader, but yet still play. Very key there is to be one of those guys. And Derrick Henry, and I said it this morning, Derrick Henry had pedestrian yards at the beginning of the season. I mean, he was like 1.92. He was the boogeyman. And people were giving Frank Clark a hard time because he's talking about, well, we got to hit the guy and stop him. People were giving Frank a hard time because he was they thought it was smack talk. No. What do you expect him to say? You expect him to say, oh, we're going to bow down to yeah. King Henry. We're going to bow down and let him run all over the Kansas City Chiefs. He didn't say it. And Frank Clark has turned his season around. He had those injuries early on. But that is the right fit. The Chiefs got the right guy for the job. Brett Veach, hell of a year. Hell of a year getting what Andy Reid needed to get to the Super Bowl. For what it's worth, Derrick Henry, who was the boogeyman, he was the storyline this week. He finishes with 19 carries for 69 yards. 3.6. After three straight games of 180 yards or more. The Chiefs, your AFC champions. Call us, 913-576-7610. Let's go out to Chris. Chris, what's on your mind? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? I'm calling from Dallas. I just want to give a shout-out to a couple people. Uh, first, I want to give a shout-out to Reggie and Chester. You guys are awesome. The first-time caller, long-time listener. Um, I'll keep this real quick. Let's go, Chiefs. It was a great game. And I'd like to shout-out uh, Frank Clark, Daniel Sorensen, and Terrell Suggs. Thanks, guys. Go, Chiefs. Terrell Suggs, almost interception. Well, there's so much to, of, of that. I think when you bring in somebody that's done it before, you feel like it's possible, even a little bit more. Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, great leaders. They've never won a Super Bowl. You bring in that leadership, and you saw what he can do in this game. Terrell Suggs, a nice game for him as well. Let's keep the phone lines moving and go to Andrew. Andrew, what's on your mind? Yo, hold it down and pass the country. Mm. Marblehead, Massachusetts. Okay. Ah, it feels so good. It feels so good. So many haters in the bar. I had my 8-year-old son, my 8-year-old daughter yeah. with me. We were showing out. Oh, it was great. Beautiful. I was not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, these kids are like five years old that think all we do is win. That's right. Uh, give a shout out to everybody. It was awesome. I'm loving it. Keep it going. Thank you for the <laughs> Thank you for the call, Andrew. Obviously some little Chiefs fans. Man, if you are a football fan and you're under the age of six, you were born at the right time. Well, how about baseball Mahone, fans winning 2015? He is going to carry you for the next 10 to 20 years. This guy is for real. I, I called it on Twitter one of the most impressive NFL plays ever, that 27-yard touchdown because of the stage of the game. If that's on a regular week, I'll, okay, it, it's a spectacular play. That's a play that's going to go down in history as one of the best plays, and that was the key to the Chiefs winning this AFC title game was that play taking the lead before halftime. He's got the arm. He has the heart. He has the intangibles. Uh, His father, Lee Steinberg, had the right approach. Let's wait on the endorsements. Prove yourself first. Win that locker room over. He did that. 
He showed toughness this year. He's guts. He's a gamer. And he's a guy the other team fears. Here's you don't what, give him too much time. And not only that, Pat Mahomes has never lost by more than a score. I can make a legitimate argument. This team should have been undefeated. And this is what that play sounded like. The blue lady! Who's hot? Second and ten as that Tennessee defense drops back. As long as try to make a diving and tip that Mahomes who tiptoes inside the ten. Still not down. Oh, what a run! Out of this world! Touchdown, Kansas City! That sound courtesy of CBS. That was the play that changed the game. Mahomes took the game in his hands and said, we are not going to lose at Arrowhead Stadium today. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Continue. Justin, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, I just wanted to say thank you, Pete Sweeney. Thank you. Hey, Jay Beakley, I met you in 2015 at the Royals game after we traded JC to the Broncos. And, at man, we are in the Super Bowl. I, it, wake me up. This is a dream. This is it. This is what we live for. This is what we play. Let's go, Chase. <laughs> It is one of these things, Jay, and I'm sure you're feeling a little bit of this right now, where if you've been a Chiefs fan forever, this is probably hard to compute in your mind. No, because that, that you're going to be watching the Super Bowl and the Chiefs are going to be unreal, playing unreal. in it. One arrowhead drive was the boulevard of, of broken dreams between Kaufman <laughs> and the Royals. And then we, we've seen the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Sporting's won their titles. We've seen the Kansas City yeah. Royals be the two World Series since 2014. And we've done this by being flyover country. What Pat Mahomes has done, and he's by far the most popular athlete we might have had ever in this town, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, with, with the social media and the way it is now. But the fact that more people probably know his name than the mayor. Not, not even going to kid. He could be mayor if he wanted to. But Aaron Rodgers always made the smallest market, the NFL Green Bay, viable. Peyton Manning made Indianapolis viable. Pat Mahomes is making the Chiefs viable. And they're not going anywhere. Already the Super Bowl favorites for next season. It's going to be the decade of Mahomes, man. No question about it. I think you're seeing an age, too, where Tom Brady is playing well within to his 40s. And this is a guy, I, I estimate, that doesn't ever want to stop playing. And so you think about Patrick Mahomes, and let's just use 40 as a benchmark. He's 24. That's 16 more years of this if you stay healthy. Of course, there's a lot that goes into Do that. Do you know how hard that is fighting that fridge, his quarterback? It's incredible. I mean, all the scouts and the, and the GMs and everything that goes looking for quarterbacks. Everybody wants that next Mahomes. Everybody wants that quarterback. The hard part is done for the Chiefs. It's about filling in the pieces, getting the right coaching staff. But the hardest part is done. Sit back, enjoy it. Binkley, you want to hear what your boy said on Twitter, Skip Bayless? Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and their fans. I knew Lamar Hunt well, fan of his son. Class organization coached by a class coach. Happy for my network that Patrick Mahomes is, the, is in the Super Bowl. We will televise. Read his other ones. I don't want to. They <laughs> suck. Okay. Don't, don't Not tonight, just, man. Not read, tonight. Read the I previous ten. I want zero 10. negativity tonight. Read the previous ten. No, you play the I'll audio tomorrow. We talk about King Henry. He wants Deshaun Watson instead of Mahomes. Yeah, we all know who the real yeah. king is. Yeah. He flexed that hog today. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Let's go out to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Jerry. Hey. Hey. How about those cheese? <laughs> How about them? 
Hey, you guys talk about the boogeyman, but I tell you what, I think the boogeyman is Tyrod Matthew. <laughs> he was in on every single play. You're right. He was hitting. He You're was right thumping. He was thumping. Go Chiefs. Hey, you know what? I'm 45 years old. I didn't think I'd ever see the Chiefs make this Super Bowl, but you know what? I'm convinced that I'm going to see them go to multiple mm-hmm. Super Bowls. Yeah, I think that's the reality go. we're Stand all going to Stand up 1974. Right and Tyron Matthew, the great thing about him being your defensive leader is he talks the talk, and you need that part of it, but he also walks the walk. He is one of the better players right now in the NFL. You're seeing that, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love this desire and this willingness to play hard that you see from Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark after signing the deals. They're not playing for a contract. They got their contract locked up, and there's that intrinsic motivation that they want to be great, and they're passing it on to guys like Danny Sorensen as he's touching his head to Tano Passanio, who's clearly bought into this. And you're seeing excellence both on the offensive side of the football, led by Patrick Mahomes, and Tyron Matthew is leading that charge on the defensive side. It, it's about finding the right people. Tano, put your hand in the dirt. Just finding the right position for the players. You take it back, going back, studying who you have. Where can you get the most? Talking to uh, Matt House. Again, I think this is an all-star coaching staff that they've put together. Brennan Daly, three rings with the Patriots. Defensive line, Matt House, best defensive coordinator in college football last year. They put together an all-star staff. It's what they've done. But they went out, and they hit the day, and they were assertive. The Chiefs are the dogs now. I'll never forget the day Tyron Matthews signed his contract. He had a press conference. Yeah, You and I got a one-on-one. I mean, yeah. And you asked him, point blank, Pete, because you always get the best answers. (laughs) Unless we're talking the manual. Except for Magba. He likes me better than you. But you asked him, you said, what did Mahomes tell you on the phone? Because he talked about talking to Mahomes on the phone during his press conference. And he said, you take the defense, I got the offense. Never forget that confidence that he displayed that moment. Well, what does the honey badger do? Takes what he wants. That's right. And he wanted the AFC title. The Chiefs win it tonight. Let's go to Nick. Nick, what's going on? Oh, my God, dude. I cannot believe we just won that. That is the most <laughs> incredible thing ever. I told myself if we went to the Super Bowl, I would throw out my apologies. I doubted Brett Veach halfway through this like whole thing. And I got to say, he's the man. He's the reason why we have this whole thing. Like, go Brett Veach. Yes. <laughs> I think it's one of these things where maybe Brett Veach wouldn't necessarily be the best GM anywhere. But what you did when you changed GMs, and this is something that I could admit, and I never loved the move because I did enjoy what John Dorsey was able to do here in rebuilding this Where team. Where you and I disagreed. But what you do by making that move is you bring everyone in unison. You bring everyone on board. I think Andy Reid and Brett Veach are on the same wavelength and almost an extension of Reid, and you create almost a family atmosphere in the personnel department. And that has led to what the Chiefs were able to do tonight. And also this, too, and you have to say it. Who knows who was involved? Who knows how it goes down? But Tyron Matthew is looking like the best free agent signing potentially in franchise history. And Frank Clark, he started in the Pro Bowl. Right. And Tyron Matthew's making an argument for Defensive Player of the Year. These are Brett Veach signings. Not only that, the draft. Juan Thornhill's on the all-rookie team. The Riders' all-rookie team. But Cole Hardman's in the Pro Bowl. And not that it matters, because the Pro Bowl doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Chiefs aren't playing it, thank God. Their ratings are going to suffer without. Maybe Kansas City watches it. I doubt it because I don't think they care. No way. But they've always there's watched. Funny, it. There's other things. To but do they always watch the Pro Bowl. Bowl just to watch their guys play. Yeah, because Mahomes is in it. And now they don't have to do that. They don't have to do the drone drop. They don't have to do the obstacle course. They don't have to do all those things that I actually like. To be honest with you, Pete. But there's been this joke forever. But too. Beach has is hit everything right. 
there's been this joke forever too, where we bring up the Pro Bowl and Chiefs fans are always going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, but we're not going to be in in it. Finally, 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 you have the payoff with the 35 to 24 win over the Titans. It's it's just an incredible time to be a Chiefs fan. It's a great day to be a Kansas Cityan. Let's go back out to Luke. Luke, what's on your mind? Hey guys, uh, hey Bink, it's Luke. You know me. Hey Luke, but, I'm uh, your father. I, I'm I'm not sure about that, man. But um, nah, I've checked. I tell you what, man. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Um, I was here in 2015, um, and I also like I've sold like um, like to guys that basically did like uh, foundations on new houses, and I um, I, I was talking to him, and I was like, hey, man, like when did uh, everything just jump up and they're like 2015 and uh, I was like well what's the deal with the Chiefs and they're like dude if, if they win the Super Bowl or at least go to the Super Bowl this I mean this city's going to explode so it, it's honestly I, it's just great for us to get the monkey off our back but for, for this city like money's going to come here like more people are going to come here. It, it might even pay for the Royals' new stadium. I mean, like, this is the biggest moment in Kansas City since probably 1985. Luke, can you imagine Travis Kelsey, who said, fight for your right to party, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and have a parade? Can you imagine how much fun he's going to be? Yeah, I mean, like... like That's what, your Johnny have, like, Gomes four. right there. A Johnny Gomes that contributes. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's going to be, like, three times that because, I mean... Kansas City has, has always wanted to do this. I mean, like, I remember in the 90s when I was growing up, like, it, like Raiders week, like, people would burn their stuff. But depending on who won the game, they would just bet all their, their gear. I mean, like, this is, this, this is gigantic, Dad. Yeah, no doubt about it. It, it is a Hopefully huge, Luke's ordering a beer. It's a huge night for, for Kansas City, and it's one of these things, and you can't ignore it, where, in a sense, like Patrick Mahomes, through his play and, and, and what Andy Reid has been able to build, in a sense, they're putting Kansas City on the national map. Like There is a lot of things that we love here and we only know because we live here, but there are times when I feel like Kansas City shines through on the national stage. A lot of times it's the soccer where they'll cut to P&L and you can see the passion for national sports. And it's now with Patrick Mahomes. People are starting to get to know the city of Kansas City. Paul Rudd talks about the barbecue here and the culture. And I think that is coming through. And it, a lot of it is to do to the play and the magnificence that is Patrick Mahomes. You know, I saw videos from Chicago, from L.A. It didn't matter. People party in Chiefs Kingdom. They're everywhere. For a while, I think they had season tickets beat, and you worked for the Chiefs for a while. What, 49 states? Something like that? I mean, the Chiefs season ticket base is all over. The Chiefs kingdom is literally everywhere. This is, whenever the Steelers show up, they always bring a ton of fans. The Chiefs are kind of getting to that point, too. They show up and people go. And this is only going to add to the bandwagon. There was a hashtag on Twitter the other day that was hashtag kingdom without borders. And it caught a little bit of fire. It was borderline trending. And what you started to see was just Chiefs fans everywhere. And I'm telling you, I think it's still to a point where there's misplaced Kansas Cityans and they're all over the country. And, of course, they're tuned into the Chiefs, especially now that they are really good. But I think you're really going to start to get, with Patrick Mahomes and just how great he is, these fans that just like the Chiefs because they like the way Mahomes plays the game, where they're born and they grow up in a Miami or they're born and they grow up in Colorado or Texas or whatever, and they say, 
man, it is cool to win. It's cool to be a Chiefs fan. You saw it with Jordan and the Bulls. This can be that type of thing. I'm telling you, if the winning extends yearly in Kansas City. But it's that quarterback. Just like the it video is. from the elementary school. Like Joe school. Montana. White House, Texas, remember? The elementary school was saying, let's go Chiefs. They all had Mahomes jerseys on. That's where Patrick's from. And again, we still haven't seen that complete game yet. That's, that's the amazing the thing. The run defense right today was awesome. They were, but the special teams did lack. They have not put that full team together again. The Chiefs are going to have to beat themselves, not to win a Miami. Well, that was the problem in the regular season that you saw. And what was incredible is that they were an incredibly flawed team this year, and they still went twelve and four. Really hard to. I do. want the Packers again, Pete. I want the Packers again. I want a shot at them instead of Matt Moore playing them. Patrick Mahomes. You don't want to put Matt Moore back in there since he beat them. Matt Moore oh, no, no, he, beat, he beat the Vikings. That's right. Chad he beat the Vikings. I get confused. My my EDC. NFC North, my NFC North North teams. I got confused. Oh, and by the way, Dusty, we got a texter that couldn't remember. Forget the day that Tyron Matthew was signed. You were producing. That's right. We had a lot of fun with that. Remember the, you and I, the Honey Badger. We had a lot of fun with that. Whoa, Didn't whoa. you say lick it and stick it? I think, I think Dusty approval. did. He's now a chief. I think that's on a commercial. Damn right. <laughs> uh, let's go one more, one or two more calls, and then we'll go to break. Josh, what's up? How about them Chiefs? That's right. I love it, baby. Okay, so we're down, right? I'm watching the game with some yeah. people, and they're freaking out. They're like, all right, we're down 10-0. Uh, you know, this is, this is freaking me out. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, we got Pat Mahomes, all right? We got Pat Mahomes. We can come back in an instant. And guess what? We do, all right? I don't care about Derrick Henry. I don't care about the Titans. I don't even care about the Packers or the 49ers, whatever team's coming in <laughs> to face us in the Super Bowl. We have Pat Mahomes. How long have we been waiting for a freaking – Franchise quarterback, and it's here. Since it's Dawson. here, fellas. It's here, and I love it. The, ama- the, the amazing thing about Patrick Mahomes, and, and I always say this, is it's the spectrum because you went from nothingness to the utmost gloom. You couldn't have a quarterback of your own, and then you finally get one in the first round, and he turns out to be this unworldly football player who's who the league in its at least first seasons, because we don't want to go crazy here, but has never seen anything like it when it comes to a numbers standpoint. And that amazing fact that you stated earlier, Jay, since Mahomes has been the starter, since Mahomes has been the starter, this team has not lost by more than one score. That is an incredible feat. Yeah. Go look at Green Bay and see what they've done this year. You, those three losses, they've been hammered. You are listening right now to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show of your AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. When we come back, we'll hear from the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. That's next. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Back here on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, celebrating... Your AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs, they head to Miami in two weeks' time to play for the Super Bowl championship. The Lamar Hunt Trophy is back in Kansas City. You going to chug with me, Pete? <laughs> Ready to chug? You know, my... my it's because this night calls for a chug. You know, my, my father, certainly listening at home, would encourage that. So maybe, chug maybe one Pete. for yep. Big Pete. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's go back out to Arrowhead. Bob Fesco was with the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthews. How's this feel? What's going through your mind right now? Man, I'm, I'm just so grateful, uh, you know, for obviously for the people of Kansas City, man. It's been 50 years, and, you know, I think to bring that Lamar Hunt trophy back home, um, that was our job today, and uh, I'm proud of our guys uh, for really coming through. 
What was it like from the moment you woke up this morning to standing here right now on the field after this? Yeah, so look, I was trying to be calm and collected this morning, but I woke up, I was ready to go, man. And uh, we probably didn't start off the game the best way, um, but we've been through a lot of adversity this year as a team. And um, so we know how to rally around each other. And I thought we did that today. And uh, I thought ultimately we gave these fans what they wanted. And uh, that was a trip to Miami. You guys like that starting slow bull crap, huh? Yeah, we can't do that in the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> it's, it, it's obviously the greatest day of your professional career. But how does it feel to do it for Andy? Man, it's, it's everything. Uh, you think about Coach Reed and really all the people he's a impacted positively you know you talk about all the head coaches that you know he's putting those positions and you know all the hall of fame players that came under him um, uh, i think this win is definitely for him and lamar hunt no doubt is it more important to win it for andy or for you guys now down in miami i think it's more important to keep coach first man uh he's a hell of a ball coach and you know you don't get a lot of opportunities to go to the super bowl and you know he's been there twice and uh so uh, hopefully we'll be able to get it done for him how good is that quarterback He's the best thing ever. <laughs> I love you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. There you go. That's Tyron Matthew with Bob Fesco. And you could just hear how the team is starting to rally around Coach Andy Reid looking for his first Super Bowl in 21 years as a head coach. Just think about all the dividing moments for this team. Because getting to a Super Bowl is important. Winning it, obviously, more important. Put you in Canton. But this is a legacy for Mahomes, early part of his career. Think about that. Think about the arguments at bars. Hey, Pat Mahomes, his second year starting, third year in the league, wins the Super Bowl. Or Travis Kelsey, back-to-back 1,200-yard seasons as a tight end. No one's done that. Led the AFC in receiving yardage. Had uh, four straight 1,000-yard years. Cemented. Checkmarked. Boom. If they win the Super Bowl. Not that I don't think some of these guys will get there anyway, but it's tougher. It is tougher to get into Canton, Ohio, unless you have that hardware or have been to a Super Bowl. And what's wild about this, I think, still with Mahomes, and you always have to mention it, is his age and how he's wise beyond his years and how typically when you hit your quote-unquote prime as a quarterback, it's 26-27. Jay, we're three years before that right now. That is an incredible uh, trajectory to be a part of. Well, it was the perfect storm, Pete. I mean, to have a guy like Alex Smith kind of you know put that ego to the side, you know, kind of groom Pat Mahomes, have him over for dinner, showing him how to be a pro. It was like the perfect system. But it had to have been tough. It had to have been tough on the Chiefs every day of practice, seeing that guy torch the defense, where just a year later, he's MVP. The year after that, he's in the Super Bowl. For what Alex Smith was able to do, both in turning the franchise around and then the mentorship of, of Patrick Mahomes, is he a Ring of Honor guy, in your opinion? Build a statue, man. Thank you. And I was a big <laughs> Alex Smith guy. I understand. Ever. Yeah, I understand that. 913-576-7610. We want you to get involved. Let's go out to Brandon. Brandon, what's up, man? Hello. Hi, Brandon. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good, man. Uh, There's a lot I want to say, but we're going to try to make it short and try to get it together. But like I said, we've been here through, you know, they always say never bring a knife to a gunfight. And, you know, we got the quarterback now, so it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. And... You know, they came with their running back. They put up a good fight. They put up a good effort. But in the end, we got the secret weapon of Pat Mahomes. You know, I'm happy for Andy Reid to go ahead and make his way to the Super Bowl and hopefully get that win. You know, I feel that Patrick Mahomes will balance it out. You know, when they first drafted him, he got that edge to him. He got that goal that, you know, everybody knows Andy Reid is being conservative. You know, Patrick Mahomes, though, he, he's aggressive. 
I remember a play early on in the game when we had to go for it. You know, Andy Reid, he looked kind of nervous, but Patrick Mahomes was like, come on, get the play in. I got it. We're going to go for it and we're going to get it. And that's just what Andy needed, that quarterback, to give him that go to make plays happen. And at the end of this run, you know, they always say defense wins championships. You got to give love to Frank Clark and the Honey Badgers because they brought championship swagger to this team. And a lot of good defenses couldn't get that done. So I'm grateful for the Honey Badgers. I'm grateful for Frank Clark. I'm grateful for Patrick Mahomes. Well, let's go get that Super Bowl. Get that Super Bowl win down in Miami, baby. Let's go, Chiefs. And it's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing about it, my friend. That's the thing about it, man. We got we got one more game to go. You want to celebrate? Celebrate tonight. Go chug the beer, drink the beer, drink the champagne, light yourself on fire, jump through a table like Buffalo I mean, Bills. I, I don't know if we want to encourage people to let themselves. We think Bills Mafia would do. Of course, they'd do that. <laughs> but this team, this team running the football, you have to go back to the Bears game. Yeah, the last time the Chiefs failed to run for hundred yards, actually they did. It was barely over hundred, but they still ran for over hundred yards in that game. I think you have it, to go the week before they played the Bears. I think in this game you realize slowly but surely, okay, the Chiefs have this, right? There was a little bit of nerves at the beginning of the game when the Titans are leading after the first quarter. They jump out to a 10 nothing lead. It's then 10-7. And then you slowly see how the Chiefs take control back with the touchdowns and Mahomes with the passes to Tyreek Hill. And then you see the 27-yarder. And then finally Damian Williams gets in. It's 28-17. You're still like, okay. And finally, I think... With the Williams touchdown, Kansas City could breathe. Sammy's touchdown allowed Chiefs fans to celebrate, and then it was just a matter of time. How about putting the nail in the coffin, not being conservative, going for the jugular? That's what you need. <laughs> that 60-yard touchdown. Sammy for walked for well, years. The, the 60-yard, yes. it was time and place and the down. They needed yards. But the, the dagger, that's one thing they need to do, the dagger. That they were, they let, Andy Reid left no doubt, put the nail in the coffin, 60 yards downfield, Sammy Watkins, boom. Had to do it. And and when they go up 35-17, you know at that moment it's over. I mean, you knew it. They, I, I, at fi- finally, you ha- you were at a point where, man, it would be miraculous if the Titans come back and win this football Let's game. be honest. You knew this thing was over earlier than that. Oh, I, I thought so, too. But I just think your natural inclination as a supporter or someone who follows and reports on the Kansas City Chiefs is, uh, is it over? Well, this became 17 to 14 Titans. You knew it was over. You knew the Chiefs were going to Maybe you knew it was over, Jack. Of course I did, Pete. Give us a call. Let's go out to Austin. Austin, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Man, sorry about the voice. I'm with you, Bink. Hey, I, got, I got no voice. Uh, but, hey, I just want to call in. Just thank you guys for doing the show all year round. Um, it's been phenomenal. And, um, man, I'm on cloud nine. Uh I have the Royals were something else. This is even more. We're not done yet. We still got one more game in Miami. Um, but I just wanted to leave on this note. Did anybody else notice that how ironic it is to on the defensive side of the ball? We finished the season to go to the Super Bowl with D Ford's replacement with Frank Clark on that sack. <laughs> I thought that was just incredible. And go Chiefs. Let's go to Miami, kick some butt, and bink. My Nashville Predators may not still be in this race, but you know what? The Chiefs are in, so let's go. <laughs> that's, All right, man. that's a good call, and we actually we actually have Frank Clark uh, after the game. Here's Clark. How about that today, man? What, what, what's going through your mind right now? Nah, I'm a champion. That's all that matters. You know, I said it uh, a few days ago that, you know, I wasn't going to let that happen. We put a mindset in our whole defense that we weren't going to let them run the ball on us. 
We know the only way that's going to win the game that's running the ball. The quarterback not good enough to win the game passing, and we exposed all that. Anytime you run for 80 yards, you call yourself the leading running back. They call itself, they hype uh, Henry up and do all this for him, man. Say what they're going to do to us. Say we the 26th ranked defense in the league. And all we do is continue to prove to them who the baddest on the planet are. You shut him down today. <laughs> How did you guys do that? Because we the baddest mother on the planet. <laughs> now you got one more in you to win it for Andy. How important is it to win for Andy? It's more important to win that for our owner, Clark Hunt Trophy. We're going to win it for, uh, I said more important, sorry, scratch that. I got what you it's, mean, it's, man. Man, it's more important just for us as a team, not just for Andy as a coach, no disrespect, but for the team. All that matters is the team, and that's all we've been thriving on all season is the team. Team first, everything else second. And you were hurt, man, like the beginning of the year, week 11, you finally get healthy and get out here. How much of it is like redemption for you to go, I knew I could go out there and play like that? Because I know I am. I know what I'm capable of doing. At the end of the day, I told him. After week six, I told him what was going on with my body. My body was breaking down. I didn't know what was going on, you know. You just pray everything goes right. You know, I go out, get checked by doctors. My doctors tell me I shouldn't even play for the rest of the season. They tell me I need to get surgery, stop playing, before I hurt something, you know, down the road for a longer term. At the end of the day, man, I trusted my doctors here at the Chiefs. I trusted everything they was telling me. Like I said, Rick Buckholder, the greatest staff on the planet. They told me I was able to do it. They, I trusted them. Man, they put me on a great plan, and I come out here and I finish probably, hey, some would say one of the best second halves of the season you can ever play in 10 games. I asked Ty the same thing I'll ask you again. How good's that quarterback, man? You said Pat Mahomes? Yeah. MVP Pat? You said the illest motherfucker walking. Pat Mahomes? <laughs> come on, man. Pat, we trust. Like I said from day one, Pat Mah when Pat Mahomes your quarterback, you don't have no worries, no fears, no doubt. As a defense, all you got to do is step up on your own and win the game. Pat Mahomes, man, our quarterback, what's quarterback rating? What he was it, 365 yards rushing, 300 yards passing. That's 365 yards, 130 um, quarterback rating, no interceptions, I think three or four touchdowns. Come on, man. I drop every staff of Pat Mahomes if I have to. Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the world, don't add me. Bob Fesco of Fesco in the morning with Frank Clark. And I was giving Frank Clark a little bit uh, on the pregame. I don't know if he should have been saying the things about Derrick Henry that he was saying. I love it. Guess what? I mean, he backed it up. And Did he drop gonna, a don't at me at the end? Yeah. That's and it, so 2020, huh? And if you are going to talk like that, then you better back it up. And Frank Clark was able to do so. He don't said, at me, bro. He wasn't scared of who everybody just, you know, I would say all over Derrick Henry, drooling about him. King Henry. King Henry this. King Henry that. You saw it on Good Morning Football. You saw it on the pregame with CBS and NFL Network and ESPN and just shutting him down. I mean, this is a guy, again, 180 yards, three games in a row, and is only able to get 69 yards in this game. Frank Clark, a big reason for that. And as the caller mentioned, it is a little bit of that poetic justice where D. Ford is offsides. Clark went in on that a little bit this week, and he's able to get that final sack to seal it. How much more did he have left in the tank, almost carrying it for 400 times in three games? How much did he have left in the tank? And that was the question. Did you empty a tank against the Patriots? Did you empty a tank against right. the Ravens? By the way, the Chiefs just tweeted. Clark Hunt holding the trophy. Saying he wants to win the Lombardi trophy now. Well, he's Never forget, Pete. Clark Hunt, first day of training camp. He wants more. From the franchise. In terms of our goals, it's pretty simple. Uh, it starts with winning the AFC Championship. We were inches from getting that done last year. First time we'd hosted the AFC Championship game at, at Arrowhead Stadium. And those of you who are on the team 
know how that turned out. But this team can get back there. And when we do, we're going to win that trophy. That trophy has my dad's name on it, something that's very important to the organization. Once we do that, then we're going to go to Miami and we're going to win the Lombardi Trophy. And anything less is not going to be a success. In terms of how to do it, you need to listen to your head coach and his coaching staff. You have one of the greatest head coaches in the history of the National Football League in Andy Reid. Andy and his staff know what they're doing. If you guys will just listen to them and work hard, you're going to be successful. How about that? Clark Stradamus. He's tweeting about it now. Chiefs tweeting about it now. He said this the first day in St. Joe. They gather around. Hey, Clark Hunt is a behind-the-scenes type of guy. That's your CEO giving you a mission statement. Win the damn trophy with my dad's name on it. I'm sick of watching Robert Kraft win it. At Arrowhead, I'm sick of watching TV and somebody else getting or knowing he goes because he's usually there. Let Bobby Bell hand that trophy over like he did today. Let Bobby hand that ball, that trophy. A lot of credit goes out to who Frank Clark says is the Clarks, which is Clark Hunt and Frank Clark himself. So it's a lot of Clarks. There you go. Let's go out to Jeff. Jeff, what's on your mind? Jeff. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, listen, uh, I just want to say um, I'm 54 years old. I've seen every championship game uh, in Kansas City. You know, Super Bowl four, eighty, eighty-five Royals, fourteen, fifteen Royals. Uh, I'm more excited now than I was when they won, when they went in fourteen and fifteen, and I was super excited then. But uh, I was young when I watched the game with my dad, the Super Bowl four. And there's two things stand out in that game. That's the sideline run by Frank Pitts and poor Joe Cap getting these shoulders separated. That was that was bad. But the one thing I remember the most is we were at Kmart on the night that the Chiefs beat the Raiders. My dad would not let us out of the car until we, uh, until that game was over. Did you know the Raiders had their bags packed for the Super Bowl? Yes, I heard that today. That's what Bobby said. He, he talked about it. They didn't like that. That resonated with the team. Hey, they got their bags packed. Mike Garrett said the same thing. Yeah, bags were yeah. packed, man. Yep, that, that's what made it even better. I didn't know that until this morning when I was listening. And I thought, well, that just... Mm-hmm. Tied it with a bow right there. Check out the Football and Barbecue Podcast. Well, there you go. And congratulations to you, Jeff. Congratulations to all of Kansas City. This is something that everybody should be celebrating tonight. This is monumental. The biggest night in, what, 50 years that that you have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. You created a night where you know where you were, you know who you're watching the game with. Hey, keep in mind those memories will be subsided once. Now you, you got to remember. The, you got to remember this mug forever. Jeff. What'd you say? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna remember you, Pete. You uh, are. It's I'm gonna not, be no, me and I'm you. I'm gonna erase you from my memory. No, you're not. I'll remember um, Dusty. Maybe. Maybe. But where I was is with Pete and Dusty. That's what, in Kent. <laughs> it's who I was with. But uh, but right. no, you got to wipe this from your memory because there's still one more game. Again, party. I'm not wiping this from my memory. We got a fireman. Now. <laughs> what we, the hell? We, are you we got a fireman about? tweeting to Pete and I because I said, "Light yourself on fire." and jump through a table. I was just making reference to what the Bills fans do. I'm not advocating <laughs> for lighting yourself on fire and jumping through a table. But they don't light themselves on fire. They light the table on yes, fire. It's the it, whatever, Dusty. Richard <laughs> Pryor lights himself on fire. <laughs> oh, boy. 913-576-7610. This night belongs to you. We want to hear your thoughts on the game. Let's go out to Sean. Sean, what would you think of the AFC title game? Oh, that was awesome. I just wanted to call in and say thank you guys for what you've done all year. You guys Appreciate have been that. awesome and phenomenal. Uh, there's You guys don't get enough appreciation. But, you know, we have the uh, reigning MVP 
you know, if you got a problem with that, you can meet me outside the bank and be Pat in the flesh. Whoop, whoop. That's all you got to go. <laughs> be in Miami. Go Chiefs. That's a good call from Sean. Pat can do no wrong. Pat really can't do anything wrong. He's the king of Kansas He literally City. walks on water in this town. For what it's worth, Jay, right? Let's try to take it back to before we even knew Mahomes was going to be a Chief. Eric Cosmer is the king. Did you ever think it would be bigger than the Haas? And just nope. a few years later. Check out 610sports.com. He's been trouble. Look at mock drafts from that year, 2017. Who did you want, Jay? Uh, Mahomes, actually. Is. Weren't you a Trubisky guy? No, no. He, I, what do you think they're saying in Chicago now? <laughs> what do you think they're know. saying in Buffalo now? I feel for those, for those people. What do you think they're saying? You traded up to number two in Chicago. To go and get Mitch Trubisky. Think about that. Well, but you, Buffalo traded down to let you have whatever quarterback you wanted. And my goodness, I mean, Buffalo's been waiting for a quarterback for years. They traded the pick. I think Houston's fine. I think Baltimore's fine. Uh, it's Chicago, coach. it's Chicago and and Buffalo. That's but, but the important thing is that coach quarterback combination. And right now it's Kansas City. And Brady doesn't even know where he's going to be. Whether it goes back to New England or not, he's talking not sure where he wants to go. Phillip has moved all his kids and his wife down to Florida. It's a mess. So the AFC West is looking for quarterbacks. And you got Derek Carr that can't win here in cold weather. Can't do it. Those four hundred yards less than well, you're in a situation too this offseason where if you are banking on Phillip Rivers, I mean that is a that's not a long term solution. You're thinking, okay, he's the, a good mentor. The rest of the team is around him that maybe he gets one year to try to do it, and then you can maybe draft a quarterback and yeah, he could help him along similar to what you saw in Kansas City with Alex and uh, Patrick. Let's go out to Debbie. Debbie, what'd you think of the game? Hi. Hello, Debbie. Well, off, I want to congratulate the Chiefs on a fantastic win. I think all of the players are great, but I want to give a special shout-out to number 59, Reggie Raglan. I've been watching him for two years, read up on his bio, and today he played more, I think, than he did all season, and I love him. All right. Big shout-out to Reggie Raglan. Shout-out Raglan. Getting some love. You thought that he would get more... Reggie had two tackles. You thought he would get more action in this game because a bigger body and Derrick Henry was the biggest threat. Hey, remember the biggest thing was Juan Thornhill going to be out. Right. This was the big concern. Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan, has come man. up big. He's had a good postseason. He's man. gotten some national buzz He's now. He's a thumper. Peter Schrager's been talking about him. Did you see the Schrager prediction? Was it's your guy, a, Pete Schrager. Talking a lot, lot about football. Dirty Dan. Yeah, he likes it. He likes it. By the way, Jay, my prediction for this game was 36-22. Mine was 30-17. We're almost right on the money. No, I was a little closer. I got a little fancy with the even numbers. You're, you're bragging about this, but it was actually closer because mm. you have audio of that because it was your show. Let's go to Chris. Chris, what's up, man? Hey guys, I remember when I was uh, I don't know about four or five years old and watching the Chiefs play the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game at Buffalo, and my dad told me about Super Bowl Four when he was with his when he was with my grandfather, his dad, watching that game. And I remember that game. Then I remember the Colts game where Lynn Elliott missed a couple of field goals. And then the Broncos game where the Chiefs lost at home. And then the no-punt game, the comeback game where the Colts came back and beat the Chiefs. And then uh, a couple other games, especially last year when we were at the AFC Championship game. And it's been uh, up and down throughout my lifetime. And I cannot wait. I can't wait to watch the Chiefs play the Super Bowl with my dad. Uh, nice, nice. And it means a lot to me as a fan to know that they're going to bring that Lombardi Trophy home to Kansas City, and 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 we're going to have a parade, and we're going to have so much fun. 
Love you guys. I love this town, and I love my Chiefs. Thanks. Can you imagine? Big call from Chris. Imagine the people at the, at the airport. What's up? It's what they used to do a lot in the 90s. You know, go to the airport, celebrate the team, coming back. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the send-off the Chiefs will get going to Miami? Yeah. Can you have- imagine when they come back with the Lombardi Trophy? Again, cart before the horse, which is, we can do this because we're not playing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs and this version of the team, with Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark, are, are afraid to say things like that. And that, and that's something that Kent Swanson hits on a lot right now. Well, the owner isn't. It is the fact that, like, you have Patrick Mahomes, and you shouldn't be afraid anymore to say we're going to win an AFC title or we're going to win a Super Bowl. You should have that cockiness. You should have that confidence. You should have, as Tyron Matthew calls it, championship swagger because – this team is legit. They have legit Landlord. players, and now they're one win away from a Super Bowl championship. One win away from getting that Super Bowl ring on. One win away from having a Super Bowl parade. Text line 69306. I encourage you to call 913-576-7610. Let's go out to Tammy. Tammy, what's up? Uh, this is Pam. Okay, hi, Pam. Hey, how are you guys? Go Chase. <laughs> All right. Oh, Jay, you know who I am, I think. Yes, Pam. I know who you, you know are. Who Pam is? Oh my yeah, God! Pam's been calling forever, man. Hi, Pam. Oh Lord! You know, this has got this, this, Pat Mahomes has to be on on cloud nine. Oh, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. I mean, and and I and I would imagine that Clark Hunt is too. I mentioned they all are, Pam, just like you. I mean, oh my God! I I had a friend of mine talking to me. During the the last part of of the game, who was from from Philly, who uh, was talking about the how Andy Reid did this and did that in Philly, and 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 was afraid that he was going to blow this game, and we listened to it together, and I'll just say the language that I used was not fit for radio. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's Pam. Uh, Let Pam. it out, man. Let it out at home. Man. Patrick Mahomes on cloud nine. It sounded like Pam there on cloud 10 or something. Just tell your Philly fan friend to stick a Philly cheesesteak. Just, just grab it. Just shove it in your mouth. You, know? you saw a lot of these complaints when Andy came from Philly where it was those things where he wasn't really good at clock management, could misuse timeouts here and there, wouldn't go for aggression, would get a little passive. And you saw a little bit of that, that in Kansas City. What you saw tonight was, okay, we're up two scores. We're going to get another score because we are going to put our foot on the gas and win this football game. Well, you also see with Andy Reid is 25% of this league is built on people that were in his tree. It's incredible. The other thing you get is he's been to seven title games now. Five in the NFC, two in the AFC. He's now gone to two Super Bowls with two different teams. He's six all-time in wins. Six all-time in wins in, in uh, regular season and the postseason. He's done quite a bit in the game of football. And you fell for him, too, because in those early years with the Eagles, he went to four straight NFC titles, was only able really to win one. So now you get that trip back to the Super Bowl, and you hope that he can 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 finally do what has invaded him his entire career. I mean, this is the greatest career that's never won a Super Bowl, and you never want to be that guy. It's not fun to be Dan Marino. You don't want Andy Reid to have to what happened to Phil Mickelson? with that. They finally win him, then they keep rolling in. You want, you're saying, Jay, that the floodgates are going to open. Oh, yeah, yeah. Best that ever win one. Yeah. That's a take I think people can get behind yeah. here. Let's get behind that, Pete. 913-576-7610. Let's keep it rolling with Dino. Dino, what's up? Hello, guys. What an exciting day. Yes. 
How much fun has this been? You know, I was a young teenage boy last time the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. I've been waiting a long, long time for this. I'm just happy that I could live long enough to witness it. <laughs> and when we win the Super Bowl next week, I will be at the parade because we're going to win. And it looks like with Brett Veach and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo, we're going to be going back there often in the years to come. Pat Mahomes. Go Chiefs. Yeah, well, Pat Mahomes, you can get back there. It's, that's the guy you need to be here. Well, the key in the NFL for staying power is to have the quarterback. That's why Coach quarterback New England college. was able to do it for so many years. And you think about all the different players that Tom Brady's been throwing passes to over the years. Well, look at the guys not in the Hall of Fame, like Deion Branch, Troy Brown. He's won a but Super Bowl. Faces- he never won a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. The faces, but he's changed. the one constant. Yeah, the faces change, but the winning continues because you're right, Bill Belichick as well, uh, and uh, and Tom Brady. And Who's so, going to be the only skill position guy in the Hall of Fame that he won a ring with? Probably Gronk. Yeah, you're yeah. thinking about that dynasty: nine Super Bowls, six championships. How many skill position players that won a ring with Tom Brady will be in the Hall of Fame? Gronk. That's it. And I was going to say Moss, but Moss didn't win one. Didn't win a ring. Didn't win one. We have Andy Reid at the podium, Jay, so let's go to that. Uh, never die is kind of their their thing. I mean, it's getting behind like this, tough on an old guy, but they did they did a nice job coming back and, um, uh, you know, again, fired up. Fired up to go to Miami, need to get on a diet so I can fit in my clothes so we can, <laughs> we can go do our thing. But um, very proud, very proud of uh, everybody and the job that they did, the coaches and uh, the coordinators for the plan that they had. EB talked to the team last night and got them all fired up. And EB's been there as a player and a coach. And uh, I thought he had some real great words for the uh, for the players uh, and coaches, for that matter. So, um, but the guys came out and played with a ton of energy. We had a few ups and downs there early. We were able to overcome those and um, get ourselves going in the right direction. And uh, Anyways, my time's here. I, the fans were phenomenal. That thing out there right now, unbelievable. So, very good. Coach, so just as, as you look back on this season, especially the last couple of ball games, what would you say is the identity of this football team going into the Super Bowl? Yeah, big hearts. So, they, they work hard, never give up. Um, they're going to give you four quarters of honest football every snap. And um, I appreciate that. They don't care about the score. They just bring it, and um, and that's paid off for us the last couple of weeks. Andy, is comparing this championship to the one that you won in Philly, like the cliche of comparing apples to oranges, are there parts of the journey that are similar? Oh, uh, yes. No, I mean, uh, sure, absolutely. Um, and I have fond memories of that. Um, so I'm glad Sal could come join us. He was at both of them, so he, he knows. Um, uh, it's uh, But... Uh, there's something special about this trophy with the Hunt family. Andy, everybody said they're excited for you to win this thing for you and help you get back and give you another opportunity. Who are you most excited for? I, I, I said it. I'm, I'm excited for the Hunt family and the players that have worked their tail off. I mean, the coaches. I mean, there's just so much effort that went into this. Coaches that were here before, you know, helped us get to this point. So, uh, you know, it takes, takes an army. It's not one guy at all. And... Um, so I just appreciate the effort by everybody. And um, 
and then our fans. I can't wait to get all of them down to Miami. So I hope Miami's ready for that. You're listening to Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on 610 Sports Radio. Andy, Andy, I'm also, Andy, just curious whether you ever got to know Lamar Hunt, and if so, what your interaction was? I did. Yeah, not in my first year uh, in the league. When I was at Philly, I was brand new. My first year as a head coach, um, he came up and started talking to me, and when I felt like I didn't know anybody, you know. And then we found out our brothers were geologists, or he was a geologist, and he found out my brother was a geologist, and I all of a sudden we struck a com- he struck the conversation and told me a little bit about his background in geology, and um, it was great. So, and then he was great to me my my whole career, yeah. Up to that. Coach, did you do anything differently preparation-wise the last 24 hours this year versus what you did last season? No, listen, last year we were four inches short, man. I mean, it, it was um, – and the guys made it a point um, to get better than that four inches. So um, – and it was, a, it was a joint effort. Those guys that had to sit through this last year and watch what went on out there, uh, that wasn't real big. That wasn't a, big, that, that wasn't a good thing. So I, they bared down, and uh, they weren't going to go through that again. And, uh, and you know, so you, you got to be a part of it, uh, just like I did. And uh, you, you watched how they, they came about and played. Andy, what was your view of Patrick's touchdown run there before the half from, from your vantage point of the sideline? Just how big was that for you guys at that point to kind of pump it over? No, it was huge, uh, and I knew he didn't step out, so I felt even better, even better about it. I, you know, some. Uh, you know they they review all those, but I, I mean I knew he was he was in um, going in at halftime with the lead helps. There was 11 seconds left on the clock when we kicked it off. So you know you always <coughs> excuse me you always want to finish um, with the ball. We we didn't quite do that, uh, but it was close enough. And then have an opportunity to come out the second half and have the ball. Um, and we could have done a better job there, but still those are big those are big things. You're listening to Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on 610 Sports Radio. He was uh, your leading rusher again today. Um, what's behind him doing all that now? All of a sudden, obviously trying to take things away down the field. And when they do that, you know, a couple of those that were double doubles, where um, you know they were doubling a couple players, and and uh, it just leaves you know an open door there. So. Um, he was able to take off and run with it and, um, and get some real positive yards. So, uh, But for him to be able to see that in, in the heat of it is something. I mean, that's uh, he's got great eyes, great vision, which we know with the passing game, but he sees the whole picture, and, um, and then he's able to find spots. So some of that also goes to the offensive line. They did a nice job of protecting him today, too. So. You talked earlier about this team never quitting, never dying. How much of that can you pin on their belief in Pat? No deficit is ever. Well, I think we all do. We all believe in him. You know, so it's uh, that's a positive. It's not just me. Um, it's everybody. And, you know, we're lucky to have some guys that, that uh, I build a lot of confidence within you um, and from a coaching standpoint, so on both sides of the ball. And um, But, you know, Pat's the leader of the team, and, and um, everybody knows that, and they all respect him for it. He knows how to handle it, and um, that's why we're here. You know, late in the first half, or late in the first quarter, you guys down ten nothing. You're in field goal range, had the fourth and two, ended up going for it, getting it, and giving him the interception. What went into that decision? Was that a difficult decision for you at that time? No, it, it wasn't. I mean, I, I had a good play in in mind. Um, <laughs> I got confidence in my guys. Um, you know, so 
went with it. Uh, and we've been pretty good in that area. We've been fairly aggressive on fourth downs, especially on the positive side of the ball, on the positive side of the field. So, um, you know, it worked out well for us. Let's wrap up with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid from the podium here on 610 Sports Radio. Andy, congratulations. And, and you sort of said this in as many words, but how, how much would you say this game, this day, was rooted in last year's AFC Championship game? Just remember the bad taste, the, 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 you know, being so close, and all the things that came of that. I think it, you know, we all were bitter over that. I mean, that's not a good feeling. Um, and it, was all, it wasn't just D, it was everybody. So everybody took the responsibility. And with that, you feel that you know you're you're uh, that's not a that's not a good feeling. So um, I was proud of that driving us through, you know, training camp and into the season. You have great expectations like this football team had to be able to sit here today and be in this position. That's a challenge. And there's a lot of things that go into that, and um, you know, you guys have got that locker room's got to be right, and the coaching staff has to be right, and uh, guys have to be able to check their egos at the door, and. Um, and you know their their ups and downs and all those things, not getting down on each other. And um, but I'm proud of the guys for all, doing all that. Yeah. Um, Andy, could you just talk about defensively holding Tennessee to less than 100 yards rushing, forcing them to have to throw to beat you? <laughs> yeah, he's a heck of a player now. I mean, he's he's strong, and uh, um, I'm I'm proud of our guys. They they were on a mission to take care of that, and uh, for them to be able to do that. Uh, you know, my hat goes off to him. He, he's a heck of a player. Uh, tough, strong, fast, all those things. You can't, you know, you can't let him uh, get a crack there because he's, he's uh, either going to run you over or run past you. So, very talented. Andy, in the third quarter, you guys had that 13-play drive, 73 yards, go right down the field, mostly running the football. You guys have kind of struggled to get the running game going this year. How much confidence does it give you in your offensive line going forward and Damian to just get the job done and play power football like that? Yeah, I'm pr- I was proud of the guys. Uh, Damian's healthy, so that helps. Um, and, you know, Thompson got a couple carries, too, and did a nice job um, working and... Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, all, all around. Uh, yeah, we're getting better there. I mean, we have room to improve, but we're getting better there. Yeah. Andy, I know you don't want to reflect too much on what this means to you personally, but when you take the role of friends and family and players and coaches who have stuck with you over the years to get back to the Super Bowl, what does that mean to you? Oh, it's great. I mean, it's, I, I respect all of them. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, fans. People in general, family. I mean, it's not easy being a coach's wife. I mean, it's putting long hours. You know, so what it's. Uh, they're right here. So I, I held her hand the whole time out there. So I, you know, my girlfriend. So. Coach, you have a lot of new guys on the defensive side that spoke all week, and Frank Clark being one of those guys. Just what is his performance and the energy and the attitude that he brings to that defense help change that football? We saw him at the end, right? Beast. Phenomenal job. Yeah. All right, thank you. That's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the Chiefs win 35-24. to They are headed to the Super Bowl right now. We're watching the NFC Championship happen. The 49ers are up 17-0 on the Packers. So unless the Packers some find a way to get back in this game, it's looking and trending into a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. So if you're looking for a rematch of Super Bowl one, here's the thing. The Chiefs can come back from this. I don't know if the Packers could come back on the road 
They've been they've getting their ass kicked every time they've gone to the West Coast this year. It's not been good. It's been ugly. Let's take a few quick calls before we head to break. 913-576-7610. Let's go to JC. JC, what's up? My man, I'm going to say this right now. How about the Chiefs? <laughs> I'm from Indiana. I've been a Chiefs fan. I'm 48 years old. I've been a Chiefs fan for 30 years. Out here in, in, in Colts land, they all turned colder and went to Broncos fans. I've been flying this flag by myself for 30 years. I listen every day on the radio.com, man. I need Arrowhead Pride. I need Bink at night. It's the best in the world. I cannot even begin to explain. Yes, I can. You guys know exactly how I'm feeling right now. Dude, I don't know if I'm going to have a stroke or break dance. It's just amazing. <laughs> Big love. Don't always talking about it. Man, 2-6, running so hard behind that offensive line. How about that offensive line? How about that defensive line? We got great stars everywhere. Let's give them boys who play football a little bit of love. Amazing. The best player in professional sports plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a good call from J.C. I don't think he's talking about Reggie Ragland. But the pass protection has been good all year. Chiefs are, Chiefs are fourth to last as far as giving up sacks this year. Only three sacks behind the Rams during the regular season. The pass protection for the running backs and everything else, phenomenal today. Gave Pat the time. He was sacked twice, but gave Pat a lot of time to throw the football. Let's take, let's take a few more quick calls, and we'll go to break. Brian, what's up? Yeah. Um, I just want to thank uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for the huge win. And, um, I mean, this is a huge win for Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, it brings me back for 14 and 15 season on the Royals. Um, I'm 38 years old. I remember going to the airport in 93-94 season, congratulating the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, they lost in Buffalo. We know that. I just want to um, thank uh, defensive line for stopping Henry. S- under 70 yards, can you say, hell yeah. I just want to <laughs> say, awesome win for Kansas City. I mean, can we say, go Chiefs. Miami, here we come. I mean, we've been waiting all this all our life, most of us. I mean, come on, come on. This is awesome. That's a good call from Brian. You could hear the excitement. Let's take one more call, and then we're going to head to break. Kyle, what's up? Kyle? Hello? Hey, Kyle, what's up, man? Hey, so I got two things to try and be fairly quick on. Sure. Sort of a big-picture thing. I'm, a 30, I'm 32. I've been waiting for this for my whole life, and it was very weird because I live out in Southern Oregon, and one of my coworkers is also randomly a Chiefs fan. And uh, we were watching, and the whole game, we were totally confident. And it was very weird because it's something I've been waiting for my entire life, and I was able to sort of process in real time because as soon as the Chiefs came out in the second half and had to punt, and then we forced the Titans to punt, as soon as that happened, I knew the game was over, and then we came down, Sammy walked for the touchdown. Game was, and it was very weird to be able to process something for a while that I've been waiting for for my entire life as it was happening. It was, it was, it's just phenomenal. It's an excellent feeling. I, I could not possibly be happier. And the other thing, though, just one thing. Can we put a ban on any and all future slander of Eric Fisher, please? <laughs> look at 
Look at how much better the offense has been this year with Eric Fisher in the lineup versus without Eric Fisher. He and Mitchell Schwartz. 10-0. 10-0 with Fisher. I would say him and Mitchell Schwartz are the two, the best tackle combination in the NFL. They are phenomenal. All Eric Fisher slander must now stop forever. How about those Chiefs? Well, 10-0 with Fisher when he's starting the lineup and hadn't missed games. And he was good. Uh, There's a few times, a couple times he was beaten around the corner. But for the most part, he did get fined $14,000 for that uh, great celebration last week. $7,000 beer. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Budweiser stepped up, going to pay his fine to charity. (laughs) Loved it. I'm going to be doing that later. Uh, we are going to take a quick break here on the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. When we come back, you get to hear the AP sounds of the game. That's next. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. First to go from the eight. They've collected five first downs to get inside the ten. Another jet sweep. It's Tyreek Hill, and he's in for the Kansas City touchdown. Kelsey, wide to the right on second and ten. Down the middle. Caught. Hill. Touchdown, Kansas City. From 20 yards out, Hill with both Kansas City touchdowns. Second and ten as that Tennessee defense drops back. As long they try to make a diving and tip that by Holmes who tiptoes inside the ten. Still not down. Oh, a run out of this world. Touchdown, Kansas City. The quarterback right. had less time. Exactly 800 games, regular season and postseason, since Hank Stram manned the sideline. All those chief legends beat Minnesota down in old Tulane Stadium in Super Bowl four, And now this franchise, this city, they're going back to the big game. And soon they're going to receive the Lamar Hunt Trophy, named for the franchise's founding father, Andy Reid, it's going to be his second. He's going to be the seventh to ever take two different franchises to the big game. Is this the beginning of a new reign maybe in the AFC? Well, I think it's going to be good for a long time. There is no doubt. There is no doubt the Chiefs should have a glorious long stretch ahead. And it really begins now with a trip to Miami. Chills from the AP sounds of the game. While we're at it, let's call Patrick Mahomes our AP player of 
23 of 35 for 294 yards and three touchdowns through the air. Eight rushes, 53 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Patrick Mahomes, your AP player of the game. Player of the game, four touchdowns. Back-to-back leader as far as uh, rushing yards for this team. Showing that toughness, bringing this team back twice. All the players giving him credit after the game. Well, we got that guy as our quarterback. He's the hopes and dreams of Chiefs Nation. They love him. And early this season, we spread the wealth here. It wasn't just him. It was all over the place. But right now, in crunch time, how could you not go with Pat Mahomes? Let's go to Patrick Mahomes after the game. Sitting here, we're standing right here, said that the similarities between the Chiefs and the Royals and how they lost in, in 2014, came back and won it in 2015. You all are kind of like on that same pathway one year later. How's it feel making it to the Super Bowl now? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, obviously, being able to do it at home, being able to win the Lamar Hunt Trophy here and uh, do it for the, the the fans and everybody like that was awesome. Uh, uh, we fell short last year and we, and we learned from it and uh, we built every single day and 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 now we have the chance to go to go to Miami and, and get the ultimate goal, which is Super Bowl. What's to say about the t- about you know the team in general? Is with you as a starting quarterback, they are always in the game. They've never lost a game with you as a starting quarterback by more than seven points. What's to say to you know this team and the city and the fans that with you as with you starting healthy? that this team is always in the game. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been blessed to be in a great situation with a lot of great football players and coaches around me. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing is from day one, I've, I've been accepted to, to go out there and be who I am. And uh, the, my teammates, that they've responded by being, being great every single day. And so for me, I, like I said, I've been in, put in a great situation, and I just try to maximize it every single day. What did you see on, the, on your touchdown run, the little 27-yarder? Yeah, they're playing a, a kind of a version of two man with a, or kind of eleven double, I guess you would say, where they were kind of doubling with Tyreek and the speed, and Kelsey, uh, obviously with the things he did last week. And so uh, when, when them playing like that, uh, they, they, the line kind of got them all put back in the D lineman all kind of together in the line. So I, I broke it. I was thinking about just running out of bounds, and as I got to the sideline, I realized that I could cut up, and I was running down the sideline. And I knew we had two timeouts, so I was like, I might as well try to cut it back. And so I cut it back, and luckily I was able to hang on to the ball and get in the end zone. Did Andy tell you he wanted you to slide? No, he didn't. I mean, I think that's the best thing about playing with Coach Reed. Playing for Coach Reed is that he, he lets you be who you are. He lets you go out there and and really play the way that you want to play as long as it's uh, according to the guidelines of how to play the quarterback position. He lets you be who you are. Pat, just take us to the beginning of that drive. It's first and 10 on the 14, and you're going to walk in and try to score. And what were you thinking at that point of, you know, just putting the ball in your hands in each and every play? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, obviously any two-minute situation, we always talk about start with the completion. So we wanted to get a completion, get the drive going. Uh, I thought Damian did a good job of getting uh, upfield, but also getting out of bounds, kind of just conserve time. And as we as we moved down the field, we we realized that we had a chance that we wanted to take some shots in the end zone, and uh, uh, we luckily got got to get in there. You, um, why was Sammy Watkins able to be such a big part of what you guys were doing today? Was it just the defensive attention on uh, those other two guys you were talking about? Yeah, I think it was some of that, and it was some of him just making plays. I mean, you see that last touchdown he got. I mean, he he, he won, and then and then got it up the field and, and scored a touchdown on a, on a big play. And then there was other plays in the game where he was making big time catches, dragging his feet inbounds, catching the ball before he even turned around. It seemed like. And I think you, you see that if, you, if teams are going to put attention on other guys like Tyreek or, or Kelsey, that we have a guy in Sammy Watkins that can, can beat, beat your corner every single day. 
Patrick, could you just talk about what it means to have guys in this organization like Coach Reed, Spags, T. Sizzle, who have Super Bowl experience, to take you onto the war, uh, onto the game's biggest stage, where obviously the stakes are higher and the distractions are bigger? Yeah, I think I think it's huge. It honestly is. Uh, not only uh, with as many different things you have to do during the week, as far as doing being at certain places and doing other things that you don't usually have to do, and then being in the game and knowing that there's going to be adjustments made. Uh, that the, the halftime shows twice as long, the, little stuff like that, that that's huge because you got guys that have been there, know how to go about it, and know how to have success with it. Todd, uh, when you came to, to Kansas City, you were even playing, you talked about not one stats and all that, one win game. You feel like I'm doing that's what you've been doing at this point. How happy are you with that thing to be a part of your resume now to make the Super Bowl? It's not just stats on Yeah, I mean, I think that. I've always preached that ever since I left college. I mean, I, we played at Texas Tech. I put up a lot of stats, but we didn't win a lot of football games. And so I knew going into the NFL, I was going to do whatever it took to just win games. And I think this team, you can see that in every single player on this team, is we don't care if we win 10 to 7 or if we win 35 to 24. We're going to go out there and just find the way to win the football game, whatever it takes. What was it like playing in this weather and almost 300 yards passing for you? Yeah, I mean, I think Coach Reed does a good job of preparing us for this. I mean, we practice outside. We do everything uh, in order to get the game like Phil. And uh, whenever you're here practicing outside and it's cold during the week, it really prepares you for whenever you get to the game and, it, and you get cold weather there. Patrick, two questions. Who was your initial read on this scramble? And how often have you thought about using the sideline to your advantage where the defender may think, oh, he's going out of bounds and then using that to your advantage? Yeah, I mean, uh, the initial read was kind of a, a little bit of a combo read where we got a sweet spot guy, I think it was 17, who was running down the middle of the field, and then, and then with Kelsey uh, hooking it in there on the little uh, in, in cut. And so it was kind of those reads, and actually the same play that we hit the, t the touchdown with Tyreek at the seam uh, earlier in the game. And so it, it, it's kind of a, that was the initial read, and with how they doubled it, uh, I didn't like, like my options there. And then it kind of, like I said, it's kind of just opened up. And uh, I, usually, I usually think more about just running out of bounds, but I just, I think, as I got to the sideline, I saw how much space that we had because everybody was trailing uh, and defending the guys that were downfield. And so I figured I, I can cut it up a little and get a couple extra yards. DJ, I asked Coach the same question, but late in the first quarter, you guys went out 10 nothing. You guys were in field goal range, decided to go for a four and two. How much do you feel like getting that conversion and getting in the end zone helped get, get you guys going offensively? Yeah, yeah, obviously it was huge. I, I think. Uh, it's something that we prepared for before the game, and we've prepared for since training camp. I mean, Coach Reed puts us in situations where you have to, you have to not be in the in the exact opportune or that advantage uh, to your way. It's an advantage defense, and he wants you to go out there and succeed. And so he, he let us know before the game if if we got into certain yard lines that we were going to go for it if we get to the fourth and shorts and stuff like that. And so whenever I think you could see the process of it, we we got out there. The first play I didn't like, so we went there, called a timeout, went then changed the play, and, and got it to a play that we liked. Patrick, second week in a row, you guys have battled from behind, uh, come back and win. Uh, talk about the mental toughness of your guys. Yeah, I think it's that never give up mentality. It's it's that we're going to go out there and give our best effort every single play and really take advantage of every single play the rest of the game. And uh, we, we don't care if we're down 10-0. We don't care if we're up 10-0. We're going to go out there and execute and do whatever we can to have success on every single play. Patrick, what did this loss last year this time feel like? How did it fuel you during the offseason? And then when you were hurt for that bit, what was that like working through that? Yeah, I mean, in the NFL, you're going to go through adversity. I think that's the biggest thing. And uh, learning that last year, 
Uh, I think not even, I mean, obviously the loss hurt, but then having to watch the Super Bowl and not be in it was it was something that I could barely do. And so for me, I, I knew that I wanted to be in in this moment, being able to play for this game uh, to get, get to the Super Bowl, but I knew it was a day-by-day process. And I think that's what we preached as a team was, uh, we want to be here. We want to be in the Super Bowl, but we have to take advantage of every single day that we get. And, and so, and so, I think the biggest thing for us is that every single day that we just we just did that. Last two, Jeff and Adam. Patrick, follow up what he just said last year after the game. You talked to Tom Brady. What did he say to you that really came out? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that Tom that Tom said to me was uh, just to stay with the process and keep being who I am. Uh, and that, that's something that, that's important as a guy who's had so much success every single year he's been in the NFL. Is that he goes out there every single day and he and he treats it like like. Like it's the most important day, and so that's something that I'll try to do for my entire career. Last one, Adam. Pat, you were the team's leading rusher again, not for the first time this year. What what is that? What you're running? What dimension does that add to the offense? Do you feel like? Yeah, I think it, it, it kind of restricts some of the coverages that the defenses can play against us. Uh, I mean, obviously they want to get people back and, and cover some of the speed that we have and and drop people out there. But if we can run the ball, if it's if it's Damian running or it's Darwin or, or whoever it is, or, or me running with my legs, it kind of restricts defense from doubling those guys, and, and when those guys aren't double, they usually get open. Say it with me, Jay. That is AFC champion quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Let's pause for station identification. Taking the kids to soccer practice Saturday. We're live and local all day long, starting at 10. 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City. WDAF HD2 Kansas City. A radio.com Sports Station. Pete, you didn't ask me to do it with you there. You said, say it with me. I didn't know if you knew what I was Three, say. two, one. AFC champion Champions. quarterback Oh, Pat Mahomes. Okay. Can we just become best friends? Jay and I were best friends yeah. a long time. Be- best friends. By the way, 50 straight hours of broadcasting. Yes, we went through one, so now we have 49 to go. It's <laughs> been 50 years since the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. Here was Terrell Suggs, the newcomer, after the game. Suggs, you seem to join the team at the right time. I mean, yeah, it, it was, you know, <clears throat> I'm definitely fortunate, you know, because Ray called me, he was like, what's, what's going to run? Like you said, it didn't take much convincing. So I'm just uh, enjoying the moment. It's kind of surreal. Right what makes this group different from past groups you've been a part of? Um, 15. When you don't know what it is, but he has it. And, you know, 87 and, and all those guys over there. So... It just, uh, you know, as being a former player that used to have to prepare against them, it's kind of a nightmare Go. defensively, and it's very fortunate to be had that guy on your team. What was the key so, in stopping Henry? Um, I don't think there was really no main key, you know. Um, he's a phenomenal player, and I think uh, they were playing with uh, tremendous confidence and, and momentum. So. You know, you put two, those two together with talent, it's, it's very difficult to stop. But uh, this was a this is a tight knit group, and you know we we wasn't going to be denied today. You know, and, uh, been kind of just telling guys the whole week, don't don't leave without the Lamar Hunt Trophy. So let's let's go get the Lamar Hunt Trophy, and we'll take care of Monday after that. Lamar it's some, gotta- it's something you don't really think about, but also nice for Terrell Suggs to not have to knock out the Ravens. It ended up being the Titans. He never even saw the Baltimore Ravens, and and here he goes. He has one last chance here to win a Super Bowl. And again, it's about one play. Right. Just make that one play in the postseason. You know, Jay, and he almost did. Almost had the interception today. We could see it in the Super Bowl, strip sack. 
He's got 39 forced fumbles. First all-time, or seventh all-time. He's got 201 tackles for losses. That is first all-time since they started keeping track at 99. He brings a notebook to defensive class, and the rest of the players like, oh, why, why we didn't do it? We should be doing it. And he's helping guys with looking at the run defense and everything else, but T. Sizzle has made a difference here. He made the right choice. We've had some callers that have been waiting for a long time. 913-576-7610. This show belongs to you, so let's make sure we get to them. Kevin, what's up, man? Kevin, you're still on the line. Yes. Hey. Hey, Pete. Yeah, it's Kevin, your new best friend from Week 14. Oh, <laughs> hi. Hey. So uh, I just wanted <laughs> to share with you, Jay, Pete, yes. the rest of Kansas, you know, the magnitude of the emotional transformational breakthrough that I've been through tonight. You know, for a span of two decades, I was psychologically scarred by mysterious, uncanny, meltdowns that my team went through. You know, we lost seven straight playoff games over, you know, what was really important years of my emotional development. And I'm sure myself, Chester, you know, when uh, Tannehill fell down and I realized that we were going to win this game, I actually felt myself crying. You know, I was remembering the Lynn Elliott game, the Titans collapse, the Colts collapse, the you know, just 13-3, and three, first seed, home field throughout, through my childhood and my young adult life. And I really, I, I feel like I've been through Patrick Mahomes therapy. Like, my world is different now. I feel better. Life is really good. And I just want to, you know, celebrate the healing that the Chiefs kingdom has gone through tonight. You know, that's sure a great myself. point. It's a great point. He's right. I mean, the seven straight losses in the postseason, they went from – they went from January 16th, 1994. They went all the way. All the way. I mean, kids were 21 that were born and born yet and drinking liquor. They went all the way till 2015. Or actually 16. It was January 9th, 2016, that they beat the Houston Texans. They'd gone that long. Pete, I remember doing this post-game show after the Chiefs blew that lead yeah. to Andrew Luck. And we were doing it at the other place. It was in a late that we did on remote. And I'll never forget, I just did, I mean, I always have something to say. Really, even with the bad voice, no kidding. I still have something to say. No kidding. You know me, Pete. Yes. I had nothing to say. I was yeah. like, hey, here's the calls. When we lost to the Titans last time, they keep in mind, it's about exercising demons. When the Chiefs beat the Colts in the postseason, yeah. that exercised the Colts in the postseason. Andy Reid was 1-8 against the Titans from Philadelphia and Kansas City. Kansas City lost the last four games against the Titans, including earlier this year. This is a revenge tour. This is the revenge tour for the Kansas City Chiefs. And not only that, but lost in the postseason to Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. They exercised those demons as well. But you went all the way from 2016 all the way back to 94 without winning a damn thing. It means a lot to me. Does it mean a lot to you, Pete? Yeah. I think this has been such a road where, with Andy Reid especially, it's been step after step, right? And, and it's Mahomes therapy, man. Finally, he gets to where he was supposed to be when the Chiefs brought him in back in 2013. It took probably longer than people would have liked and expected, uh, but with Patrick Mahomes unlocks this ability to get to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, your AFC champion. Someone I know who's excited about it is our good friend, Mister Reggie from Anaheim. What's up, man? Man. <clears throat> I'm so overcome with just joy, bro. We was at the Chiefs bar 
and uh, the news, the local Los Angeles uh, news actually hung out with us and taped us the whole time at the game, and they were excited for us. Um, and we actually got a huge spot in uh, the, the local L.A. news on television. Um, there was people cry. I was crying, bro. I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, straight up, bro. I was I was literally in tears, man, because I can remember, bro, when I moved out here and during that uh, that 2-14 and 14 year, Javon Belcher years, the Lynn Elliott years, the, the Joe Montana years, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, you know, all of those uh, – all those years, man, that, that people always, even in our own city, bro, just like always talking crap on us and down on us and, and fans laughing at us. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was wearing Chief stuff when I moved out, people would laugh. They'd be like, why are you wearing Chief? That's, that's, that's my town. That's where I'm from, bro. I represent my hood. I represent my people. You know what I'm saying? And so Patrick Mahomes, bro, that's been the answer the whole time. 50 years of struggling because we never invested in the quarterback position like we should have. And what a great time to do it where you select the, maybe the greatest quarterback to ever live. Um, so all sins has been forgiven. And also, shout out to Spagnolo, Man, Andy, you should have fired Bob Sutton two years before he got out of here, bro. That's been another big issue, man. The, 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 the coaching is better on defense. The attitude is better on defense. The scheme is better on defense. The execution is better on defense. And you couple that with Patrick Mahomes, man. When he had that run, that touchdown run, bro, I felt like Morpheus in the Matrix, bro. I was like, he's the one, bro. Like, this dude is the one, man. So I love you guys. I'm going to get off the air. I love y'all so much, man. Out here in L.A., man, we going nuts, man. Everybody is high-fiving me on the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's our time, man. I love you, Kansas City, man. Let's, let's have a good time. Let's have a good week and go Chiefs, bro. Here you go, Reggie from Anaheim. Nice job, Reggie. Frequent caller into everything Six Sense Sports Radio. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to all those long-suffering Chiefs fans who have been waiting for this night seemingly forever because this is a thing that has lasted multiple generations. We've talked already 50 years it took to get back to the Super Bowl. Your Chiefs are going to Miami. Reggie's been a long-time caller. He's been through the ups, the downs. He's put in a lot of videos through the years. You know, Chiefs look good and look bad. But, yeah, he's right, man. I mean, you know, it's one thing to have Andy Reid. Andy Reid got you to where he gets you with Alex Smith. But the, but the, he needed Mahomes. Like, to me, Patrick Mahomes always seems like the guy that Andy Reid will stop what he's doing in the offseason to write a play down. It's what Bill Walsh used to place. Do. Yeah, he used to sit there, and he'd be at the dinner with his wife, and he'd grab a napkin, write a plate down. Like, I have no doubt that Andy Reid would. You know, he just seems like that type of guy. Like, Andy Reid, and I, I saw it, and I said something to you, Pete, in training camp, that he looked rejuvenated. He did. We asked Steve Mariucci, or I did, when he, when he joined me at night, and he said the same thing. And even Ron Jaworski was asked that question by the drive. Do you see this rejuvenation of Andy Reid? But it is interesting. Well, it provided you energy. It provides you energy when you have a quarterback that's good and all of a sudden your defense has turned it on. You have leaders like Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones among them, Travis Kelsey. And really, I think even more than just the on-the-field team, it, it, it does feel like this is more of a family than it's been in a long time. And so cool to root for these guys, cool for Kansas City. It's going to be a fun two weeks as we get ready for the Super Bowl. Here was Clark Hunt after the game. 
But things changed for us seven years ago when we were lucky enough uh, to lure Andy Reid and his wife Tammy to Kansas City. And uh, it's been a building process since then. Uh, he came in uh, day one. Uh, we started winning games. We reeled off nine straight wins. Uh, for the start of the Andy Reid uh, tenure here in Kansas City, um, got us to the championship game last year, and um, you know we really felt going into the season that we had a great opportunity to get back, and, and he did. It. And really, the credit goes to Andy, his coaching staff, um, our entire football operations department, and also Mark Donovan, our president, and and his great staff. Uh, those three groups really work well together, and we're fortunate. Not every NFL team is like that, uh, but we've got three great leaders uh, running our franchise and the three of them really deserve the credit for getting us here today. What's it mean to Clark Evans is the Chiefs fans who some have been waiting their whole lives to, for this moment? I think my message would be that the, the journey is a big part of it. Um, we're going to celebrate tonight, and it's going to be tremendous. But uh, it wouldn't be what it is without the hardship, without all the hard work that went into getting us here. Yeah, 50 years is too long. Uh, but, but we're going to Miami. We've got a chance to win another Super Bowl. And uh, I hope to see as many of those Chiefs fans in Miami as possible. Clark, can you describe the difference between the feeling of being so close last year and what that did to you versus the contrast now. I mean, obviously to be that close, you're, you're right there, but it also must have been great heartache. Yeah, it, it was heartbreaking, and we were playing a franchise uh, that's been tremendously successful over the last uh, decade plus, and there was probably a question mark in the back of our head as to whether we could really beat them because there have been so many times where you thought the Patriots were out, but sure enough, they found a way, way to win it and, and went on to win the Super Bowl. I think the experience of having played in the game last year helped the entire organization, particularly the players and coaches. I think they had a little bit more confidence coming into today. They knew what to expect, and uh, although we didn't get off quite with quite as fast a start as I would have liked, uh, they, they responded pretty quickly, and you know we were able to get the get the lead as we went into the second half. A couple more responding points we'll really is. Go oh, BJ, then we'll come back to you. Okay. Sorry. With all the attention that Patrick Mahomes has gotten over the past year, from his season a year ago, the way he's handled it, I know you spoke about it before, but to see him at 24 years old come out and play the way that he did in this environment, just what did it mean to you, and what? You know, yeah, well, I think you have to talk about the year that Patrick Mahomes had. And even though statistically it wasn't uh, like last year, um, a lot of people, I think, would say he had, he had an even better season despite being hurt for, for a large part of it. And I think a, a big part of him being better this year was his leadership qualities. Uh, for a 23-year-old kid last year, he, he was amazing as a leader. But you really saw him mature this year as a leader. And you could see really the, the entire team you know, looking to him and, you know, when times were darkest, and I'll go back to, to last week uh, at the beginning of the second quarter, you know Patrick was the one on the sideline encouraging his teammates, rallying them, uh, getting to go out, getting them to go out there and turn the game around. Last four, we'll start with Bahe. Okay. Clark, just I wonder about the emotions and how you processed your, your father's name being on this trophy and, and you having here in Kansas City. Just call it out. Well, it's a tremendous day for our family, and 
I should mention how happy I am for my mother uh, to, to get a chance to, to hold and kiss this trophy uh, really really means a lot. And I think that's true of our entire family. I see my sister Sharon sitting back there. Very, very special uh, f- for all of us. Uh, but my mom alluded to it on, on the stage. My dad always felt that the team really belonged to the fans. And so what we're most excited about today is winning this trophy for our great fans. Mark, uh, your mom's been to all the Super Bowls. You've been running Super Bowls since you were a kid. How do you imagine this is going to be different for you? And did, did you enjoy going to Super Bowls as a kid, or was there a little bit like... Not my team. Yeah. It, well, going to a Super Bowl is a treat any year. Um, but the closer you get to making it as a team, the the experience is not nearly as good. So last year, yeah, we were glad to be there, but we were also very disappointed that we weren't playing in the game. It's going to be a completely different experience this year. I have to mention that a, a few years ago, I think it was around Super Bowl 50, when my mom had seen all all 50 of the Super Bowls, she said, "You know, Clark, it sure would be nice if we could play in this game once, you know, while I'm still able to go." So we, we've got that checked off. But uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, we still have a big goal to. Accomplish at the beginning of the season. Uh, I talked to the players about our goals during the year. Uh, making the playoffs is goal number one. Bringing this trophy home to Kansas City is goal number two. We got that one done, but we have a big goal out there, and that's to bring another Lombardi Trophy back to Kansas City. Uh, Clark, you mentioned a minute ago that things started to turn when you hired Andy, and that's certainly true. But would you be here now? Do you think if you guys hadn't made that trade to move up to get Pat? Well, it's impossible to know. Um, Andy has a tremendous track record of getting teams to the playoffs, uh, getting them to championship games, and even to the Super Bowl. So I'm not going to say that we couldn't have done it without Patrick, but certainly Patrick has made a huge difference. And I think the fact that we're playing in two AFC championship games in back-to-back years uh, at home has a whole lot to do with how quickly Patrick has developed. Um, Clark, um, Andy talked about what it meant to him to win this trophy for you and your family. Could you just talk about what it means to you to see a guy like him who's been in this game a long time and who's been through heartaches like last year to, to finally win this and go back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, well, Andy was very nice to mention how happy he was to win this for our family. I think the same is true for us. Uh, we're, we're just as happy for Andy and having a chance to get, get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NFL. He is no doubt a Pro Football Hall of Famer, and he's going to get to go to his second Super Bowl and hopefully this time get a victory. And uh, as a family, we're as excited about him getting that opportunity as he is in bringing this trophy to us. So, so you were pretty young the last time the Chiefs were. Were you at that game? Did you have any pictures or any? You know, any I, I, I was at that game, and, and I have a photo. I hate to say that I don't remember it. I was, I was four or five years old. Uh, actually, the first game I remember was the Christmas Day game a couple of years later, so that's not, not a great one to have as your first memory. So I'm looking forward to, to blotting that out with uh, what we're going to do in Miami in a couple of weeks. Clark Hunt, the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously excited. I think one of the things he hit upon, and this is something you hear about the organization from the second you get to know it, is Lamar Hunt and just how much he enjoyed the fans and how the team and the celebration belongs to the fans and cool for Clark to hit on that as well tonight. You know, and it's, that's the whole thing with Clark. I mean, people always wondered what kind of owner he was going to be. He showed he was willing to spend money. He was showed he was willing to go out and get Scapioli when he was three-time NFL executive of the year. And it's one thing to sign him, but it's another thing that, to, to get rid of them as well, to buy out those contracts. 
The Chiefs spent a lot of money between the transition, between the old regime and going out and getting Andy Reid. Hiring the best of the best, his assistants. They spent a lot of money doing that. Trying to find the right deal. Understanding that Alex Smith, you know, these 49er retread quarterbacks just not working in Kansas City. It was time they went out and got thrown. That's why we were all so excited when the Chiefs made a move to draft a quarterback in the first round. Didn't the city seem alive when that happened? No doubt. I mean, the city sounded alive when that draft. I never woke, forget that draft. It woke the organization jumping around. And, yeah, it woke the organization up, and it, it woke this fan base up. Yeah, it really did. And it was a long time coming. Obviously, thirty years before you had a quarterback in the first round. So good on the Chiefs to go and get Patrick Mahomes, who clearly is one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the National Football League. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. We are going to get to Tyron Matthew Sound in just a second, but again. This show belongs to you tonight. Let's talk to Roger. Roger, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? Hi. I'm here with my little brother and sister-in-law. We're both big fans. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes, we've been fans for so long since uh, we were in childhood family. Uh, we just uh, watching Joe Montana to today, watching Patrick Mahomes just outlive him, outlast him, just do everything better now for Kansas City than we've ever seen. It's it's amazing. We're just we're ecstatic. He's amazing. He's great. We're trying to live like Travis said, man. Just party it up. Enjoy it. Go wild. Getting ready for the Super Bowl. Hopefully we can bring this town. Oh man. Just get so lit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I fully expect Travis Kelsey to be taking you know, advantage Pete, of the nightlife though, tonight. He brings up that, that <laughs> AFC title game. Yeah. Not this one but the one previous one. 30-13 to 13 where the Chiefs lose to the Bills. You think about that time, that time period, and it's just been null and void. I know. And then you get to the AFC title game. Last year, they punched the ticket. This year, again, they become that force. Never forget that day either. Let's talk to Trey. Trey, what's up, man? Trey? Yeah. What's up, man? Okay. Uh, so, one thing that I think people are overlooking is, this is going to be off the wall, this is Brittany. I could not hear Trey. Yeah, it was bad sound. Let's continue and talk to Gino. Gino, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I think everybody deserves a lot of credit. You were just giving uh, Clark Hunt a little bit of credit. I always, always cringe a little bit, especially when you talk about him spending money, but because before he was humiliated with the whole Peoli mess, he was the, the lowest spending. But uh, do you know what, in, you know what that cost to get rid of that, though? I mean, he spent a lot of money in that transition. I remember him being pretty humiliated. I remember they flew a banner that said, face it fans tight what Clark doesn't care and, and you know what he made a, he made a switch you got to give him credit he, did, he, he made he did. a switch and everyone deserves credit because here we are going to the Super Bowl just a quick uh, uh, re- recap and a question for you guys my, my friend Big T who calls in a lot was pointing out that there are so many old quarterbacks and he named like five of them mm-hmm. Brady Breeze uh, Rivers Rossberg all these guys I don't know that these guys are ever going to get to the top again I think we've seen the the turnover and I think next year that between our guy and Lamar Jackson, those are the only two guys that it seems like, you know, you never can tell what's going to happen, could possibly be MVP next year. So I guess my question is this, uh, uh, not, not quite directly related, but please tell me who you guys, what position you guys think the Chiefs will, will uh, draft in the first round next year, and tell me if you think they will be favored to win the AFC 
next year. Well, there they are. There are the Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, thank you for the call. I mean, I think interior offensive line could make sense. I think a linebacker could make sense. Again, I think right now what people are focused on is winning this game with the team you have, and then we could talk. We'll have plenty of time to talk about the draft. And and I think you, you nail. Why a can't point. we talk about it now, Pete? I think you nail a point right on the head. It's the fact that, yes, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are the future of this league. I think Deshaun Watson is in that mix. Yeah, it didn't finish exactly right Does for Does he have the coach, though? Right. And he, that's, and, is that the holdup? And when you talk about the transition, like the Texans may need to make a hard decision and say, no, he is not going to take us, Bill O'Brien, I'm talking about, to, to the promised land. And maybe you see them make a change at some point here. Uh, let's go to Tyron Matthew and see what he had to say after this game. Yeah, it's going, it's going to be exciting. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a big challenge for us. Great opportunity. Um, you know, so proud, you know, for the people of Kansas City. So proud for the Hunt family um, that, you know, really we was able to do that for them. You all were able to meet the challenge uh, with Derrick Henry. On a, you know, what type, I mean, how did it, how did it feel knowing you know, this type of ball that you all won up against them? You know, you're not going to feel it in the uh, you know, I thought all week, you know, our coaches gave us the proper information. Um, I don't think it was anything, you know, extra we needed to do defensively. Um, it's just more so about doing your job, um, understanding that, you know, one of us are going to have to make the tackle and the rest of us just have to rally to the ball. So I thought we did a good job of that um, for the most part in the run game. What has the brought to this uh, you know, maybe a little bit of faith, um, a little bit of believing in yourself. Um, uh, you know, he's a detailed coach. Um, you know, he's always challenging us, especially myself. Um, I can remember a couple instances this year, um, you know, where I came off a big game. And, you know, he called me into the office and, you know, he had this list of things I could do better. You know what I mean? And so uh, that, that's the kind of things you want, you know, from a football coach. Um, you know, you, you you want them to challenge you. You want them to test you. Uh, I think he I think he does a great job of that, and I think he also knows just what to say. Tyron, I know you also have a lot of admiration for Andy. I wonder what it feels like to you to have, help him get back to the Super Bowl and, and, and the meaning of that um, going forward to try to win it. Yeah, you know, I'm so happy for Coach Reed. Um, you know, I say it all the time. You know, you think about the his coaching tree. You know, a lot of guys that you know he's made head head coaches. Um, you know, a lot of guys that he's really given opportunities to, uh, especially minorities. Um, you know, you think about the players, um, you know, that, he, that that have come up under him, Hall of Fame caliber. Um, I think he's a great coach. I think he's all about his players. I think he's all about team. Um, but most importantly, he, he allows us to be ourselves, right? Like, he's not restricting us uh, from our personalities. Um, and I think, that, I think that has a lot to do with, you know, us fighting through adversity, us believing in ourselves, us us committing t- to each other uh, week in and week out. Having played for a few other coaches, how unusual is that? I mean, I probably say in this league uh, is really unusual. Um, you know, I really hate to compare people because I don't like being compared. <laughs> but uh, he reminds me a lot of Bruce Arians. Um, you know, very straightforward, very honest. Um, and once again, he's all about the locker room, right? He wants us feeling good. You know, he wants us to have this swag, this attitude. Um, I think most importantly, he wants us to prepare the right way. Um, you know, I could just go back to training camp and, you know, uh, you know, I've been with three teams now, and that's probably one of the hardest training camps I've been through as a professional athlete. So um, to kind of have that perspective from your head coach, a guy that's constantly pushing you, trying to get you better, but also he's allowing you to be yourself. Um, 
I think I think it, it does nothing but positive for the team. Well, you know, I, I, we always knew it was going to be a process. Um, obviously, we would we would we would have liked to start clicking a lot earlier, um, but ultimately, we we understood what kind of guys we had in our room, the kind of coaches we had, um, and then it just came down to us believing in the system, believing in the scheme. Um, and, and I think we did that at the right time. We got hot at the right time. And um, so we got one more game to go out there and kind of, you know, finish proving our point that, that, that we aren't the same defense, you know, from past. Uh, I, you know, I told him after the game, you know, how much I appreciate him. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people may look at football players and, Obviously, they see gladiators, right, guys that can, you know, fight through injuries and, you know, fight through mental issues. Um, I was more impressed with him just committing himself to us. Um, and it all brings me back to him showing up for training camp, right? Um, he could have probably held out the entire camp. Um, so I think that says a lot about him, you know, as a person, as a man. Um, and obviously, you know, anytime he's on the field, he's one of the better, you know, interior guys in the league. A couple more. Tyree, been preaching championship swagger um, and if, with a defense that didn't have an identity at the beginning of the season to now say that you guys have that swagger. Well, we got one more game to go out there and, you know, play with some swagger. That's what I was telling our guys. I let them guys have fun. I'm kind of like the older guy in the room, <laughs> making sure they don't get too loud. Um, we got one more game. We got we to finish the job because um, if we don't show up next week, <laughs> it'll be the same narrative. So, um, or two weeks. Um, It'll be the same narrative. So uh, my job here is to finish the job. So how long are you going to give them to be sober? Probably a day. <laughs> and then once we regroup tomorrow, a uh, team meeting, um, you know, hopefully they can forget about it because we don't play the Titans no more. Right. Last question. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really look at it as pressure. Um, for some people, it may be pressure. Um, I'm very grateful, very fortunate um, to, to be around a group of men that, that really believe in me and my abilities. Um, yeah, you know, I, you could probably see that from just the type of play Spags call, right? He just expects me to make a play. So um, I think anytime you're around people that really believe in you, um, they believe in what you could do, uh, what you could bring, um, I think it's always going to be a positive effect. Um, especially for me personally. Um, I like to be around people that believe we can do something. So, um, you know, hats off to this organization. Uh, you know, uh, they've been real with me uh, since day one. Um, these fans have been, you know, real to me since day one, and uh, I- I'm more I'm more so happy for them. You know, it's been 50 years. Uh, we collected a lot of rent money today for the last 50 years, and um, so uh, uh, I'm happy for the people of Kansas City. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. The quote that hits you in the chest right there is, it's my job to finish the job. And what you hear in in him, and I think this will resonate with Chiefs fans, is, look, we could go two weeks from now, lose that game, and it's the same narrative once again. Like There is still more work to do for this team. It's like this team has always had the ability to, to flip the switch. Yeah. You're like party time, fun team time, Pete, and then flip the switch. Just like going out and making snow angels against mm-hmm. the Broncos. Then going out and destroying them. It's you're, like it's like when you go yeah. to go out, you chug a few beers, yeah. and you come in, you're all business. You're yeah. ready to go all in business, the air. All business. But uh, he said Bruce Arians. He mentioned Bruce Arians. 
that probably would have been your coach in Kansas City had Andy Reid not taken that job in Kansas City and gone to Arizona to interview. Much better off. Uh, for probably who you'd had. Day. He's already on job number two since then. We'll get to Travis Kelsey in just a second. 913-576-7610. Let's turn it to John. You've been waiting a while. What's up, John? Hey, fellas. Hey. Um, hey just wanted, I first time caller. I had never called in the show before, but I uh, just wanted to say, first of all, appreciate you guys and what you do and your coverage. It's top-notch and nothing but the best. Thank you. Um, I, so I grew, up, I grew up in central Missouri. Uh, Sedalia, as a matter of fact, my hometown. And I'm 47 years old. I live in Overland Park now. And I became a Chiefs fan, well, partially because of proximity to Kansas City, but um, also just when I when I was growing up, I loved baseball. But when but when I found football, when I discovered football, that was that became my sport. And you know, having gone through all these years of you know, I remember growing up and you know the mid '80s, you know, when the Chiefs were bad and then made they made one playoff against the Jets and lost. And back when Nick Lowry was the offense, and you know, going through the Schottenheimer. Built up for all these years of being good, having thirteen and three years, and would be the the corners going to be turned, and you know being disappointed time after time, and then you know progressing through some yeah. of the early two thousands and having the great right, right. offensive teams, the Trent Green and Prince <laughs> and all that, and um, you know just the disappointment, and you know it's been an emotional few hours. Um, it, it, I teared up. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a grown man. I'm, I'm not afraid to say that I, I started crying. Um, it's a great day. Um, the team is, the team is a team. You can tell that. Like none of, none of them are, are mini me. It's about me. It's everybody always gives credit to everybody else. Yeah, no doubt about that. And thank you for the call, John. We got to get to some other calls, but we, we sense how much this means to you, how much it means to the city and, this is going to be a celebration, I think, for at least for a few days here. You see and you hear Tired Matthew saying, we're going to flip the switch pretty quickly here, but I think this city is going to celebrate for a while. And they're going to drive the work this week, and that's all they're going to talk about. That's right. Did they remind you of the Royals a little bit, the way Mahomes was talking earlier? Yeah. You they know, asked him about the run, and he credited the offensive line first. This is very Royals-like. He had good defense behind me. And they just like each other, man. Yeah, it's, it's, you can tell that there's no inner impl- rivalry among the team. They're teammates. They have their leaders, but at the same time, they, they care about every role player. I mean, last week you had Tyron Matthew talking about how good Dirty Dan was. It's a likable team that was getting together in the offseason when they didn't have to. Mean at local high schools, throwing the football around. Butch, what did you think of the game? Gentlemen, man, how about it? Part of a champion. Um, for everything that we went through this whole season, for everyone to keep themselves in order, intact, keep their emotions in check, and still find ways to win, i got to give up to the coaches. Appreciation for them, the men who sacrificed their, their lives, their, their livelihoods, their time with their families, to come out here for one goal. And I'm so glad to see this happen in my lifetime. I've my father's not around the city. He passed away when I was 18. I know he's watching right now, and he's happy. But we got some unfinished business, like you mentioned. We got one more to go. This trip to Miami, everything we got, it will be the best story of Kansas City sports history, and it's all spearheaded by a 24-year-old phenom. Savor the flavor. Go Chiefs. <laughs> That's a good call from Butch. You know, it feels like this year was all about unfinished business. It did feel like we were robbed last year a little bit. Felt like we were robbed. Because that was a different Rams team. You, didn't, you weren't ready for it to end. Yeah, but they, they, they worked. Pat, Pat Mahomes, as Jim, James Palmer said, 
that from NFL Network, Pat Mahomes carried that with him. And he thought about that. There was that anger until the Super Bowl. You know, keep this in mind, too. You know, the team doesn't have to play in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Forget about the Pro Bowl. But he, he had that anger with him for a couple weeks till the Super Bowl about, you know, almost being there. And I guarantee those players realized how close they were, how close they were to being in that Super Bowl. In word. And this year was all about unfinished business. This season all started when Patrick Mahomes drove a horse through the entire ocean. That's when this season got it, real. Or uh, Anthony Sherman showing up at the nope, NASCAR. Nope, nope, nope. When Mahomes rode the horse through the ocean, Jay Binkley's what I just said. That's when the season started. <laughs> you really think so? You sound like Yoda. The horse. Yes, the horse. That's where it started. Okay. The swag. The championship swagger began on horseback in the middle of the ocean. They were on horses. You know, I think of recent Super Bowls in... Shirtless. I, I remember Jason Kelsey at the Eagles championship and how excited he was. And his brother, of course, Travis Kelsey, he's he's on the Chiefs. You know if the Chiefs can do it, that it, he'll probably try to at least replicate some kind of... Hey, Jason was here. Celebration. I'm sure Jason... He was, was hugging... Kel- he was wearing a Kelsey jersey, hugging Kelsey after yeah, the game. he was on the field postgame. Love that. Here was Travis Kelsey in the postgame. It just tells you the type of characters that we got in the organization, uh, top to bottom, from the owner to the GM to the head coach to um, everyone in between, the athletic training staff and all the players, and uh, just a determined mindset to to never have that feeling ever again. Uh, not only for ourselves, but for the fans. I mean, Arrowhead was shaking today. Loved every bit of it. It was the most electric I've ever felt it, and um, for good reason. Travis, following up on that, obviously, the blood, sweat, and tears, knowing that you had to live with it, you know, coming up short for a year, obviously you take that type of motivation in the training camp and then all the OTAs and, and uh, the season. What's it mean to finally get to that get to that next step going to the Super Bowl? How does it make you feel personally? Um, <clears throat> Just excited for the opportunity. I mean, that's all you could ask for in life is the opportunity, and then what you do with that is up to you. And then, and the Super Bowl is uh, it's the greatest opportunity you can have as a, as a football player in this world. So um, with that being said, you know, um, doing the right things throughout the week and just making sure that we're ready for everything uh, come uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I love Coach Reed, man. He's he's definitely a part of the motivation. You know, we're uh, we're sick of hearing what the uh, what the media says about him, how he can't get the big one done. And uh, you know what, we uh, we knocked one off the list, got the Lamar Hunt Trophy back here in uh, in Kansas City for the Hunt family. And you know what, we still got one more to one more goal to knock off the list. It's just fire. It fires you up. And there, there were. I mean, anytime anybody's making a play, Sammy Watkins, uh, there during, during the last touchdown, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you how excited I was for him to be in that moment and to, and to relish in that moment. And then uh, Tyreek, the first couple of touchdowns, getting us on the board. Um, and then obviously Pat just being Magic Mahomes himself. It's 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 just a blast playing with all the every, every everybody on this offense. We're so explosive, and we know that uh, we got everything we need right here. Travis, there was a lot of talk over the week about Derrick Henry and how the Chiefs defense was going to respond to that. Yeah, they got a good what running back. 
I saw I saw guys with uh, one goal in mind, and that was to stop the run. You know, and that's uh, that's tough against that offense. But on the flip on the flip side, our O line played their tail off both in the run game and in the pass game, keeping Pat clean, opening up lanes for a, a hard running D Will, um, who I love to I love to death, man. That guy plays his tail off every single week. He gets the opportunity to for this this team. Magic Mahomes. That's all. That's, that's the best way you can explain it. I mean, I was I was excited as anybody else to be able to cap off that two minute drill with with Pat getting in the end zone. A couple more guys. Second week in a row, you guys have been able to battle from behind. What does it say about this offense? You know, you mentioned when you guys were close. What does it mean to be a part of that offense? Um, it's nice to have that in the back pocket, being able to 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 work uh, from behind from uh, without the lead. But uh, at the same time, you know, we got to take care of business early. We can't get put in those types of situations, and uh, that's been probably the biggest thing that we've had to deal with uh, over the course of the season, being able to start fast, finish fast, and play a complete game. Last one. Travis, you said when, when you were handed the trophy out, out there on the field, you said it's been seven long years. <clears throat> you've been working, you've been developing your game for the last seven years here in Kansas City. You've developed, developed a lot of relationships here. You always say, you know, you always are excited for the fans. And all that. How much more does it mean to you just being such a veteran of this team and the hard work you put in over the last seven years? Um, to get to this well, it's been, I believe, 50 since the last time the Chiefs were here in the Super Bowl and in this position. Um, so I only got a little bit of that taste compared to everybody in this organization, everybody in this city. And um, you know what? I'll, I'll, even though this fire in my in my chest is burning hard for the for everybody in this uh, this organization. Um, you know, I think um, I think getting there and winning it is uh, is is what the mindset is, and uh, and we can't stop until we grab it. All right, thank you. Thank you. There you go. That's Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. You could hear the emotion. You could hear his voice is already sounding like yours, Jay. Probably a lot of voices around Kansas City like mine. Probably it's uh, pretty normal. Jay Binkley sounds like Yoda. <laughs> Hey, man, this is 24-point comeback voice. Ten beers I chug. Eight later, cigarettes Pete. I smoke. <laughs> <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs win 35-24. to They are your AFC champions. The Chiefs will head to Miami and play in the Super Bowl, likely against the San Francisco 49ers, who lead the Packers 33-7 to right now. That's coming at you in two weeks. What a joke the Packers are, my friend. <laughs> The force is not with them today. When we come back, we'll continue on with your phone calls. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Wrapping up the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Pete Sweeney, Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens behind the glass. But it's just the beginning because after the game here, We've now begun the 50 hours for the 50 years it took the Chiefs to get back to the Super Bowl. 50 straight hours of Kansas City Chiefs coverage starting with us and then the extended post game coming up right after us. Looks to be around 8 o'clock. You'll get Cody and Gold and Serta. Their thoughts, Serta and Cody were both at the game today. Now you'll get everybody's thoughts on this game, and it's going to be interesting because it's one of those things where even the night shift guys, you know, those that had to work, guys and gals that work today, express their feelings. How much does this mean to you? No matter where you're at tomorrow, you're going to hear this. 
at the gas station, the grocery store, when you show up to work, around the water cooler, wherever it is, people are going to be talking Chiefs. How many Hawaiian shirts is Andy Reid taking? A lot. Over under four and a half. I mean, that is his his leisure of leisure clothing of choice. I mean, it has to be one for every day. You know how much he's in his element in Miami? Like warm weather, good food. Perfect. Hawaiian shirts, flip-flops. You're going to know, too, he'll have a lot of the work for the 49ers done this week. And so then, you know, it's it's your media obligations locking down. I'm sure he'll hardly sleep the, the night the nights leading up to the Super Bowl trying to find any wrinkle to uh, exploit this 49ers team. A D Ford revenge game. <laughs> yes, the Chiefs on D Ford. That's right. I, I cannot wait. That's to, right. I cannot wait to be at the bar later, chugging beer, <laughs> celebrating, enjoying the moment. You need to go home and rest your voice. No, hell with that. Oh, okay. Hell with that. It'll It'll come the back. Chiefs only go to the Super Bowl once, well, once, once every in my 50 lifetime. Years. That's right. Well, I'm going to party like it's 1969, it's You know, as someone who started covering this team six years ago, I think this is the beginning of a stretch run where you better get used to this. This guy. should make you the driver. I'll, I'll drive if you want me to. Let's go to Buzz. Buzz, what, what's on your mind, man? Hey, uh, I just wanted to say congratulations to uh, everyone in Kansas City. Um, I was actually born in 1970. Wow. So uh, I was in the womb. I was in the womb the last time you guys went, were in the Super Bowl. And, but really, I wanted to call for a couple things. First thing I wanted to say from all the Bills fans here, I'm calling from Buffalo. Okay. So, so you're welcome. You're welcome <laughs> that we traded that pick. It makes us sick to our stomach. I mean, we got Trey White out of that trade, and then eventually became Allen and Trey White, but it's nothing like Mahomes. You guys have good you guys wings, got a stud. You guys got an absolute stud. I'll be cheering for you in the Super Bowl. And there's one last thing I got, and that is, don't call Andy Reid the best coach to never win a Super Bowl because you guys in Kansas, Kansas City should know that Marv Levy, before he was the coach of the Bills, coached in Kansas City, and he went to four in a row and unfortunately lost them all. But I'll be cheering for you guys. Good luck. Thank you for the call, Buzz. The Bills, of course, trading that number 10 pick in 2017. The Chiefs trade up. Select Patrick Mahomes hey, I have and the rest of history. Buzz. Kansas City fans rooted for you guys. They went to they went to Buffalo Bills bars. They went to see you beat the Patriots. That looked like the last bastion of hope. But thanks to guys named Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> and Ryan Tannehill, you got a home field advantage. It's destiny. Down twenty four last week. Down ten this week. It's destiny for them to be there. Thank you, Buffalo. Thank you, Chad. What'd you think of the game? Man, I was pumped about that game. I couldn't believe it. Um, I'm out here in Montana, and I'm filled with Broncos and Seahawks fans, and I've just had it up to here with those guys over the years. So, um, you know, I've been to Arrowhead five or six times. They've lost every time I've been there until this year when they beat Minnesota, which I find ironic because Minnesota was their first Super Bowl win, and I think they're getting their second one in two weeks. It's a good call. Uh, Matt Moore beating Minnesota. That was one of the two games that – Shut up, Vikings. And, uh, Patrick Mahomes missed as he was dealing with a dislocated knee. Think about that. He only missed two games with a dislocated knee. Let's go to Eric. Eric, what'd you think of the game? Hey, uh, man, that was crazy. Honestly, um, me and my brother and my other buddy been been going for the past five years. So we went through the whole Titans and obviously the Patriots, Steelers, and all that. And then kind of just to go through this whole this whole game today has just been been kind of mind-blowing um 
Then on top of that, we, we took our nephew today, and, I mean, he's 16 years old, and for him to to kind of go through that and be with us, and it's, it's just it's just crazy to to be able to think that we're, we were a part of it, being there at the stadium, and, you know, it's just going to be one of those great memories for, for the future. Um, man, that, that that's crazy, honestly. Uh, Thank you, Eric, for the call. Yeah, I mean, this... This means a lot. You can hear it in, in the callers' voices. I mean, this is something that everyone is sharing together, and and it's going to be special. It's going to be a special two weeks starting with tonight. No, it is. It is. It's going to be a special night. I think this uh, team is is who this town really likes. It's like it's like the Royals in fifteen. You know, they felt a part of it. They felt like they understood those guys. They knew right. those guys. Again, football is one of those sports where you see guys once every week, and you see the helmet on. And you don't really know their personality as much. But this team, people feel like they know them. Who's the honey badger? Who's this, this is Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes is so popular. Look at his cereal, Pete. Mahomes Magic Crunch. I got you a box. Bringing up the cereal again. I got me several. People waited in line. They, they, <laughs> they ran the grocery stores out of Mahomes Magic Crunch. It's how much people like Mahomes. Alan, I still think? eat the stuff. Alan, what'd you think of the game? I want to start off with a Pete Sweeney. Woo! How about them? Chiefs! <laughs> like that. Secondly, I'm going to troll Music City Miracle so hard over the next 48 hours after I finish up this hangover with, uh, what was it, Frank Clark poked the bear or Frank Clark didn't learn from Earl Thomas? That's right. Um, actually, Mike Vrabel's a better coach than Andy Reid in pressure situations. Mm-hmm. King Henry. Third, Jay Binkley knows I'm coming from my mansion overlooking um, – Lake Table Rock, Table Rock Lake. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to have that mansion. Yeah, yeah, man. buddy. got to have the mansion. Sometimes. It's a ball, in the middle man. Of the night, I know. It's all right. It's Ric Flair. Middle of the night, you see all the stars. You see planes flying around. That one. Yeah, it's going right back to Nashville. There you go. And let's go. One, two, three. You got to fight for your right to party. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a good call right there. Uh, we actually... He's a good man. He's got that mansion on Table Rock. We, we have... Styling, <laughs> profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, son of a gun. We have the... To beat the man, you got to beat the man, oh, Pete. Goes. Woo! Let's <laughs> have some damn fun, man. Let's chug. I've Just seen... Kidding. Later. I've seen you get excited before. This is... This, I'm very excited This could be this. the peak. I'm trying to contain myself this a little bit. I'm trying to... Peak. Keep his voice. Let's go to the man who found Patrick Mahomes. I know there's plenty of people out there yes, who like to remind me. Brett Veach in the locker room. Time with you. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's right. go. So what do you think, man? Give me your thoughts. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's unbelievable. I mean, we still have one more game to go. and um, But, I mean, I just, from top down, from Clark to, to Mark to Andy, I mean, everybody's just done a great job. And, I mean, you just can't, can't say enough about these players and the effort. And, you know, we... We had some ups and downs this year, but, you know, we never never gave up hope. And, you know, we knew we had a great roster. And, you know, we knew that if um, if we got healthy enough that um, we were the team to beat. And I think it showed tonight. You have been with Andy for a while now. How important is this to him to get him back here? I mean, it's everything. I mean, he's given not just me but so many people an opportunity in this league. And, you know, back when I first started out, um, he believed in me. And, and it motivates me to, to – 
bust my tail every day and, and, and kind of emulate his work ethic, and uh, it would mean the world. And, and that's why we know we're not done yet. we got one more game to go. Which, uh, which move are you most proud of? Like you look back and go, man, that's the one that put us over the top for this year. <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, all these guys, I mean, to single out one guy would, would be a disservice to everybody else because all these guys bust their tail. But, you know, uh, me and my personnel staff, uh, you know, we take great pride in what we do and we watch a lot of tape and some of these small signings people think aren't a big deal, but to us they are. And um, it is a battle of attrition and, you know, you got you to gotta have enough bodies out there um, to make it a full season. So I would say really everybody that, that you know, me and my staff um, put the time and effort to bring here. They all, they all, you know, pay their dues. For Take sure. me through your day. What was it like for you personally all day? Well, you know, I don't like getting in this trend where you know the Houston game we started off slow, and then this game we were down, I guess, ten nothing. But we got a great roster. We got a great team. We got a great coaching staff. Great ownership. So um, yeah, we're really tough to beat. So it's just a matter of of um, you know getting the ball in Pat's hands and letting him do what he does. But for you personally, how 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 like what, what's the day like for for the GM watching all this go down? Well, I mean, it's 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 nerve-wracking. It's you know the I felt that last quarter took about three hours, but um, I mean it's all worth it in the end. I mean, and and to see Clark hold that trophy up um, with his father's name on, I mean, meant the world to me. And and um, but like I said, we're not done yet. We got one more game to go. All right, Brad. Thanks, man. Yep. You had to make some tough choices on defense. There you go. That is Bob Fesco with Brett Veach. Sounds like in the locker room shortly after the Chiefs' AFC clinching victory, Jay. Hope Bob has that red jacket on. You know, he's been wearing a rally house. He had that blue one for the Royals. This red jacket's been good luck for Bob. Brett Veach not willing to and name you know what? a he, single signing. I'll name it for him. It was he, Tyron he, Matthew, which is one of the best or free signings. Or frankly, It's no, Patrick, he, Patrick No, it was Tyron Matthew. No, here's the thing. You've been one to say that John Dorsey got Mahomes. And I've been one to say that it really was Andy Reid. We could debate this all we want. It was Andy Reid. Sure. Brett Veach was the one blowing up Lee Steinberg's phone the night of the draft. Okay. It took Dorsey to facilitate the trade. Right, which was it a huge Veach, part of it. It took Veach to kind of scout him and it was find a, him. It was a team. And talk him into going up and getting him. Right. Veach, Veach could peacock right now. <laughs> He's been big as far as giving Andy what he needs I, to win. I would give him the Tyron Matthew signing way before I would I would give him what about all Frank of Patrick Clark? Mahomes. What about drafting Hardman, drafting Thornhill? I don't know if the Mat I don't know if without the Matthew signing, you're here. I really don't. I mean, so that, that to me makes that signing the most valuable. I think Frank Clark alone I'm Just going out with finding Mahomes guys like Damien Williams. How about Harrison Butker, the leading scorer in the NFL this year? He went out and traded the Panthers for him. He was on their practice squad. Wouldn't took him. Right. That was Tope. That was Tope's guy. But Brett Veach got the one. deal done. Give the guy some credit, Pete. I am. I'm saying Tyron Matthew was credit. his best signing. What, what are you well, arguing Frank with Clark me? Frank Clark was a good signing, too. I'm saying Tyron Matthew was the best. And that's hard to argue. Hey, I, I, I'm not going to argue that because the honey badger takes what he wants. And he set the tone for the entire room. He's the landlord. <laughs> now you're just saying cliches here. Uh, let's go to Perry. Perry, what would you think of the game? Perry, Hello? Perry, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, what would you doing? think of the game? Now, I'm going to tell you guys something right now. If anybody do not believe in the Kansas City Chiefs after what they did last week, Going down 24 points and scoring 51 points in the next three quarters. The bottom line is, what made you think we were going to lose this week? I, not for one moment I thought we were going to lose this game. Because we have Patrick Mahomes. We have Andy Reid. We have the best defense, I think, in the league. We have one of the best offense in the league. 
What, who's going to beat us? Do you remember that I, feeling, I, though? I mean, I, I hate to keep bringing up the Royals, but do you remember that feeling? You always had that feeling they were going to come back and win. Right. In the 8th or ninth, ninth inning, you always had the feeling the Royals were going to come back and win. That's the way a lot of Chiefs fans have about this team right now. Jay, right now it is time for our final verdict. Order, order in the court. The final verdict. Final verdict. Jay, it's been a long day. Your throat is hoarse. The beer is cold. The jello's jiggling, buddy. <laughs> what did you think? What is your final verdict of this? You game? know what? I'm excited about this, but how could you not be? You know, I, I this is part of the reason you get into this profession if you're from Kansas City. You want to cover your teams actually win something. Yeah, you we we saw that with the Royals. Now we're seeing the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. I can't believe we're saying the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Never thought I'd say this. That was the longest drought between playoff wins. But they've done the right things. They have the franchise quarterback. You should see my phone, Pete. Blowing up. My parents, family, everybody. Everybody's so damn excited about this football team. It's giving them hope. They love it. They love talking football. I do believe it at the core, this has been kind of a football town because they've supported the Chiefs even during the downtimes. But Andy Reid has brought that passion back to Kansas City starting in January 4th of 2013. Nine playoff games for Big Red. Yeah, my verdict here is, is this. I think when your team goes for something as long as 50 years where season after season you either end with a regular season victory that doesn't matter much because you're not going to the playoffs or a loss. You leave the field and you don't accomplish what you've set out for. It starts to feel like, okay, there's a curse here. Something that is sort of the universe against us. It's never going to happen for us. Where tonight, you had this game and Titans jump out to a 10-0 lead. Last week, it was 24-0. This week, it was 10-0. And the Chiefs are so good, and they have such leadership, and they have this special player in Patrick Mahomes that even this fantasy, this curse, couldn't stop them from reaching what has become their destiny, and that is to go to a Super Bowl. Now you have one game left. You can celebrate this for a few days, but then the Chiefs are going to turn their attention to the what looks to be the San Francisco 49ers. And I'll tell you right now, even despite the butt whipping that the 49ers are giving the Packers. The Chiefs should be favored in this game. And you're one game away and you hear the players, they're not satisfied. And Tyron Matthew, Mahomes, Kelsey, all these guys, they won't let them be satisfied. And we're going to Miami. Should be a fun ride. And you have a quarterback that never makes you feel like you're out of it. 